Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We are studying the fourth chapter, which is the explanation of the fifth and sixth verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila, first chapter. Uh, so, in this chapter, um, these two verses, the fifth and sixth verses, are elaborately discussed. And these two verses actually describe the confidential mission of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, the whole chapter is. Uh, 279 verses in length but um, the fifth verse alone is explained in 100 verses and the sixth verse is explained in 179 verses so we are studying the fifth verse and we have I think already done four sessions studying just the prelude to that verse and in the 55th verse of the fourth chapter uh, the verse actual verse is actually quoted and then follows that is the explanation <clears throat> so today we will attempt to study the whole explanation of this verse if we can't finish it we will of course uh, move it to next sessions all right we'll say our prayers and start the session om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yudapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Thamsa Jeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripas and Dubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namaon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita and we are continuing our study of the fifth verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita which is explained in the fourth chapter. So we have done until the 55th verse of this chapter. I mean we have just read the 55th verse. Now today we will again start from the 55th verse which is actually the actual verse and then we will proceed on with the explanation. Because actually very very deep. I don't know if we will actually be able to finish the entire 46 verses. But we will try as much as possible. 
all right we'll chant the verse first and then we will proceed on with the explanation radha krishna pranaya vikrutir ladini shakti rasmam ekatmanavapi bhuvi pura deha bhedam gatoto चैतन्याख्यम प्रकटमधुना तद्वयं चैक्यमाप्तम् राधाभावद्युतिसुवलितम् नौमि कृष्णस्वरूपम् सो इट्स अ ब्यूटीफुल वर्स एक्चुअली कंपोज्ड बाय स्वरूप दामोदर गोस्वामी एज इट इज एक्सप्लेन हियर इन द पर्पोर दिस टेक्स्ट इज फ्रॉम द डायरी ऑफ श्रील स्वरूप दामोदर गोस्वामी It appears as the fifth of the first fourteen verses of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Okay, so what is the meaning? The meaning is this: the loving affairs of Sri Radha and Krishna are transcendental manifestations of the Lord's internal pleasure-giving potency. Although Radha and Krishna are one in their identity, they separated themselves eternally. Now these two, two transcendental identities have again united in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. I bow down to him who has manifested himself with the sentiment and complexion of Srimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. So, <clears throat> let's look at the word-to-word -word meanings because we are going to study especially this word a lot today. Hladini. Hladini means... Haladini Shakti means pleasure potency. Haladini means, yeah, the pleasure giving potency in the female sense. So, actually, every day we sing the song, Prahlada Hlada Dayine. Prahlada. Why is he called Prahlada? Hlada means pleasure. Haladini means one. A female, a woman who gives pleasure. Radharani is the topmost woman, and she gives pleasure to Krishna, and therefore she is called Haladini, and that is one of the shaktis of Krishna. We will read all of that um, in this uh, session. Halada means uh, bliss or happiness. Prahalada means one who makes others happy. So actually, a devotee can make other people happy because. The only thing that actually can make anybody happy is Krishna consciousness, and a devotee bestows everyone with Krishna consciousness. That is his anxiety. <laughs> he, a devotee, is always happy because he is connected with Hladini, Radharani, the pleasure-giving potency of Krishna. So he is always uh, happy, but he feels unhappy when he sees others not connected with the Hladini Shakti of Krishna. And they are suffering in this material world because of being disconnected from uh, from Haladini Shakti. Uh, that means, uh, without the shelter of Srimati Radharani, they have taken shelter of Maya and therefore are suffering. They try to enjoy everybody in this material world, and not only in the material world, everybody in the everybody everywhere. That is the nature, Anandamayo Bhyasat. By nature, we are pleasure seeking. Whereas Krishna is a reservoir of pleasure, he does not seek pleasure elsewhere outside of himself. And you may say, how come then he seeks pleasure in Radharani? Well, 
the thing that gives pleasure to Krishna is only the devotion. He is not, he is actually Swarat. He is independent in his happiness. That's why his, another name of Krishna is Atma Rama. Rama means pleasure potency. Sorry, uh, reservoir of pleasure. Uh, Rama. He is the reservoir of all pleasure. But he willingly submits to his devotees. There is a very nice verse uh, in the Srimad Bhagavatam. We will come back to the word to word meaning here. Let's show you this verse. Very nice verse. How Krishna was very much uh, inclined towards the Pandavas. Sarathya parashada sevana sakya dautya virasana nugamana stavana pranaman snigdheshu pandushu jagat pranatim cha vishnur bhaktim karoti nirpatish charanara vinde. Maharaj Parishit heard that out of his causeless mercy, Lord Krishna, Vishnu, who is universally obeyed, rendered all kinds of service to the malleable sons of Pandu by accepting posts ranging from chariot driver to president to messenger, friend, night watchman, etc. according to the will of the Pandavas, obeying them like a servant and offering obeisances like one younger in years. When he heard this, Maharaj Parikshit became overwhelmed with devotion to the lotus feet of the Lord. This is how Krishna became a servant of his devotees. Whereas he is actually the most um, powerful controller. Ishvara Parama Krishna. Brahma himself, the topmost living entity of the universe, is declaring, is certifying Krishna as the topmost controller. Um, in fact, I will take you to the another verse. 3, 25, I think 41 if I am not wrong. Hmm, 42. 325-42 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Madhbhayad vati vatoyam suryastapati madhbhayat varshatindro dahatyagnir mrityuscharati madhbhayat It is because of my supremacy that the wind blows out of fear of me. The sun shines out of fear of me. Uh, and the lord of the clouds, Indra, sends forth showers out of fear of me. Fire burns out of fear of me and death goes about taking its toll out of fear of me. So, you see, <laughs> everybody is obeying Krishna. I mean, things which are way beyond human control. Fire, rain, um, wind, death. The examples given in this verse are very, very apt. Because we may think, oh, we, we can also control some things, but we can't control these things. But these things are so much under Krishna's control that out of fear of Him, they are carrying on their duties. Yachakshuresha savita sakala grahanam raja samasta suramur tirasesha teja yasyagnaya brahmati samhritakala chakro govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami yasyagnaya brahmati samhritakala chakro Yesya Agnya, by whose order the sun moves in its orbit. Sun is, you know, whose sun? Raja Samasta Suramurti Rasesha Tejaha. The king of all planets. Raja Samasta Suramurti Rasesha Teja. In fact, king of all the um, heavenly, you know, uh, planetary systems. And he 
sun god is moving in his orbit strictly without the slightest delay, without the slightest discrepancy. The sun is moving strictly according, very, very punctually. Just like uh, a company, I mean, um, if a boss, <laughs> I am just giving a material example. But if a boss is very, uh, you know, ruthless and he doesn't, um, you know, uh, give any um, leniency. And if the employees have to, you know, uh, come in at the office exactly at, say, 9 a.m. And if they come one minute late, they will be punished. You know, that's of course a horrible example in this material world. I mean, a boss like that. But out of uh, their own accord or, I mean, out of their uh, obedience to Krishna, they obey him to the letter, to the second, to the microsecond. You see, the sun, uh, 100 years from now, you can calculate when the sun will rise. Exactly. That is the Vedic astrological calculations, right? So, how is this made? Because there is an order that the sun is following. Hmm. It's like in Japan, and they are very much time-oriented. Everything is like very punctual. So, the demigods do their duties very punctually, very strictly, very very uh, obediently because of fear of Krishna. Now, that same Krishna became like this. Completely obeying, became a servant, became a messenger, friend, night watchman for the Pandavas. You know, a driver. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, we can't imagine. So, this is how he is subdued by devotion to him, although he is the most powerful. Therefore, <laughs> Krishna himself wanted to find out, how is it that I am independent, I am Swarat, I am Atma Rama, but I am subjugated by this uh, powerful energy of Haladini, Radharani. What is it in devotional service that is making me attract, uh, making me attracted towards it? That is the very reason Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna took uh, incarnation as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to find out that itself. <laughs> so, uh, of course, it is all Krishna's energy. If Krishna has to, you know, if he wants to, to enjoy, not if he wants to enjoy, as if he cannot enjoy and he wants to enjoy. No, he's always enjoying. But he has his own varieties of enjoyment. And Eko Bahusyam, it is said in the Vedas, that one Supreme Personality of Godhead expanded himself into multitude of living entities just to increase the activities and uh, pleasure. Hmm. So anyway, going back to the word-to-word -word meaning, Radha, Srimati Radharani, Krishna of Lord Krishna, Pranaya of love, Vikritihim, the transformation, Hladini Shakti, pleasure potency, Asmat from this, Eka Atmanao, both the same in identity, this is important, Api, although, Bhuvi on earth, Pura, from beginningless time, Deha Bhedam, separate forms, Gatao, obtained, Tau, these two, Chaitanya Akhyam, known as Shri Chaitanya, Prakatam, manifest, Adhuna, now, Tat Dvayam, the two of them, Cha and Aikyam, unity, Aptam, obtained, Radha, of Srimati Radharani, Bhava, mood, duty, the luster, 
Suvalitam, who is adorned with. Naomi, I offer my obeisances, Krishna Swarupam, to him who is identical with Shri Krishna. So, the loving affairs of Shri Radha and Krishna are transcendental manifestations of the Lord's internal pleasure-giving potency. Although Radha and Krishna are one in their identity, they separated themselves eternally. Now these two transcendental identities have again united in the form of Shri Krishna Chaitanya. I bow down to him who has manifested himself with the sentiment and complexion of Srimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. So, next verse. Radha Krishna eka atma dui deha dhari anyonye vilase rasa aswadana kori. Radha and Krishna are one and the same, but they have assumed two bodies. Thus they enjoy each other, tasting the mellows of love. Now, God is uh, ultimately a male. Male means not a material male or a material female. Male in the original sense. Male means Purusha. Purusha means enjoyer. Adi Purusham, the original male, is Govinda, Krishna. So he is the enjoyer and we are actually classified as Prakriti, female. We are supposed to be cooperating with the enjoyment of the male, Krishna. Um, <clears throat> so Krishna himself expands himself as the female also. And that is Radharani. <coughs> Purport, the two transcendentalists, Radha and Krishna, are a puzzle to materialists. They are indeed actually. Actually, Srila Prabhupada explains in the purport here and in subsequent purports, how Radha and Krishna are such a difficult subject matter for ordinary conditioned souls. The above description of Radha and Krishna from the diary of Srila Swarup Damodar Goswami is a condensed explanation but one needs great spiritual insight to understand the mystery of these two personalities. One is enjoying in two. Okay. One of the, They are one, but they are enjoying in two forms. Split into two forms. Shri Krishna is the potent factor and Srimati Radharani is the internal potency. So, there is always two things. Potent and potency. Energetic and the energy. So, energetic is male, potent is male, and energy is female, and potency is female. According to Vedanta philosophy, there is no difference between the potent and the potency. They are identical. We cannot differentiate between one and the other any more than we can separate fire from heat. So, here, actually this example, this fire and heat example, is from the Vishnu Puran. Ekadesha sthita syagner jyotsna vistar um, What is that? I forgot the first word of the third line. Okay, let's actually go to the verse. It's there in Chaitanya Charitamritam. Ekadesha. Parasya Brahmana Shaktis. Tathedam Akhilam Jagat. Parasya Brahmana Shaktis. Tathedam Akhilam Jagat. So, just as the illumination of a fire which is situated in one place is spread all over, 
the energies of the supreme personality of godhead parabrahman are spread all over this universe now so fire is situated this is actually from vishnu puran 1.22.53 first canto 22nd chapter 53rd verse now the example is perfect here ekadesha sthitasya agner agni is situated in one place now there are three types of energies that are emanating from that fire they are heat light and smoke now none of these three are actually fire heat is not fire because fire has actually a form right that is fire heat means it's it's a energy of fire light is not fire like for example the sun is actually a ball of fire sunlight though is coming into our even into our rooms from the window now although it comes into our room we cannot say the sun has come into my room no if sun came in everything will be burnt <laughs> it will be ashes so sun is fire the light is not fire light is one of the energies of fire again smoke is one of the energies of fire it is not fire so fire exists and then heat light and smoke exist heat is not fire light is not fire smoke is not fire but fire without heat and light there's not the fire cannot even be defined it has a form but then it has these energies also if there is fire and there is no heat that's something strange it cannot be if fire is there but there is no light what kind of fire is that that's not fire so f- the fire loses its definition without the energies it displays but the energies themselves are not fire so this so this is um, simultaneous oneness and difference this is called achintya bheda abheda tattva bheda abheda bheda means difference abheda means non difference simultaneous difference and non difference chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophy is this achintya bheda bheda tattva so everything is related to krishna but everything is not krishna as explained in the ninth chapter of bhagavad gita maya tatam idam sarvam jagat avyakta murtinah matsthani sarva bhutani nacham te shvavasthitah chapter 9 text 4 by me in my unmanifested form this entire universe is pervaded all beings are in me but i am not in them see that so everything is related to krishna but krishna is not that like the mayavadis they say that everything is krishna therefore we have to worship everything the poor man he is also krishna narayana daridra narayan he is daridra narayan a dog that is a dog narayan ha huh? kutta narayan billi narayan ha huh? cat narayan dog narayan ha huh? cockroach narayan what is this so this is not correct understanding to think that everything is krishna and therefore oh i have to uh, embrace uh, even the tiger will we embrace tiger oh because narayan prabhu this is in tiger narayan narayan only i am embracing narayan 
Go and embrace. What will happen? Yeah. So that is nonsense philosophy. This is called Advaitam. Everything is one. Everything is Narayan. So this is nonsense understanding. Correct understanding is Achintya Bheda Abheda Tattva. Bheda Abheda Tattva. So that is this example. Ekadesha Sthitasyagnir Jyotsina Vistarani Yatha Parasya Brahmana Shakti Stathedam Akilam Jagat. So, according to Vedanta philosophy, there is no difference between potent and the potency. Again, there is difference and at the same time, there is no difference. We cannot differentiate between one and the other any more than we can separate fire from heat. Everything in the absolute is inconceivable in relative existence. We are in relative existence. This world is relative. In this relative world, Everything that is in the absolute is inconceivable. Therefore, in relative cognizance, it is very difficult to assimilate the truth of oneness between the potent and the potency. The philosophy of inconceivable oneness and difference propounded by Lord Chaitanya is the only source of understanding for such intricacies of transcendence. So, this is how we have to understand. Achintya, it is inconceivable, but we have to understand in this way. Simultaneous oneness and difference, as propounded by Lord Chaitanya himself. In fact, Radharani is the internal potency of Sri Krishna and she eternally intensifies the pleasure of Sri Krishna. Impersonalists cannot understand this without the help of a Mahabhagavat devotee. The very name Radha suggests that Srimati Radharani is eternally the topmost mistress of the, not comforts, it's consorts. Srimati Radharani is eternally the topmost mistress of the consorts of Sri Krishna. As such, she is the medium transmitting the living entity's service to Sri Krishna. See this important function of Radharani. She is the medium transmitting the living entity's service to Sri Krishna. That's why we cannot... Um, serve Krishna directly. We have to go through her, to Ra- through Radharani. Devotees in Vrindavan therefore seek the mercy of Srimati Radharani in order to be recognized as loving servitors of Sri Krishna. So that's why we are chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So Hare Hara means. Hare means actually Hara. Hara means Radharani, the pleasure-giving potency, Hladini. We are all seeking happiness. So, we are begging the favor of Srimati Radharani so that, not to get happiness from Radharani. Oh, Radharani, please give me happiness. No. Again, we have to cooperate with Krishna's happiness and then we will be happy. Just like every part of the body has to cooperate with the stomach, put the food in the stomach and then every part of the body will be happy. If now the finger thinks that, no, 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 why I should work so hard and the stomach is just sitting there doing nothing, I will not give the food to stomach. Let it starve. Then, we'll, then it will understand how much hard work I am doing. And what happens with that? The finger will have no more energy to work hard also. So, we cannot challenge God. Or oh, why should I serve God? No. Unless we serve God, we cannot be happy. We want happiness, but unless we serve, cooperate with Krishna, in his happiness, we cannot be happy. 
So, we are, our petition, when we are chanting Hare Krishna, our petition to Sri Sri Radha and Krishna is that, uh, Hara, when we are chanting Hara, in fact, in the whole Mahamantra, Hara is the most that we are chanting. <laughs> when we are chanting Krishna's name, when we are chanting Ram's name, Hara is always constant. Ram is also Krishna's name. Hmm. He is understood as Balram, Ramachandra and even Krishna. Krishna himself is also called Rama. Rama means the pleasure, the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna means the all attractive. So, to get um, the service of Krishna uh, and to uh, serve the supreme absolute um, reservoir of pleasure, we have to, we need the assistance or we need the, not just assistance, we need to become the assistant of Srimati Radharani. We need the permission. That is the actual word. We need the permission of Srimati Radharani. If she gives permission, then we have access to Krishna. Alone, we have no access to Krishna. And to even receive Radharani's permission, we have to have Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's permission. Gaur Nithai. Nityananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's permission. And to achieve their permission, we have to follow the six Goswamis. To achieve their favor, we have to follow the Acharyas in the succession. And especially our own spiritual master. This is the way to approach Krishna. Dasa dasa anudasaha. Okay. The very name Radha. Radha means she is the expert in Aradhana, worship. She is the personification of all Aradhana. Nobody worships Krishna better than Srimati Radharani does. And therefore, she is called Radha. And she is called Rani because she is the queen of Vrindavan, the highest of all abodes in the spiritual sky. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally approaches the fallen conditioned souls of the Iron Age to deliver the highest principle of transcendental relationships with the Lord. The activities of Lord Chaitanya are primarily in the role of the pleasure-giving portion of his internal potency. You see, the activities of Lord Chaitanya are primarily in the role of the pleasure-giving portion of his internal potency. So, his internal potency, as we will understand with the later verses, is actually understood in Parasya Shakti Vividhaiva Shruta. He has multi-multifarious energies, but divided into three, especially his spiritual energy. First of all, there is internal energy or spiritual energy or yoga maya. And then there is external energy which is called Mahamaya, Bahiranga Shakti. Now, that internal energy is again subdivided into three broad categories. Samvit, Sandhini and Haladini. Huh? Samvit, uh, all this we will understand. Actually, in the purport here itself it is explained. The activities of Lord Chaitanya are primarily in the role of the pleasure-giving portion of his internal potency. Samvit is the energy of knowledge. Sandhini is the... Um, potency or energy of existence, the maintenance, existential potency and Haladini is the pleasure giving potency. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he maintained everyone, everyone with love of Godhead. That's why Lochandas Thakur has sung, Kevala Ananda Kanda, uh, Kevala Ananda Kanda, uh, simply Ananda, Kevala Ananda, simply bliss, nothing else. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. Parama karona pahudvijana 
निताय गौराचंद्र सबावतार सारशेरो मणि केवलानंदकंद केवलानंदकंद सो केवलानंदकंद मीन्स फुल्ली प्लेजर गिविंग ही डजेंट डिस्कस सो मच नॉलेज ही डज विथ वेरी फ्यू डिवोटीज लाइक रामानंद राय सार्वभौम भट्टाचार्य प्रकाशानंद सरस्वती एंड स्वरूप दामोदर गोस्वामी गोविंद दास फ्यू वेरी फ्यू कॉन्फिडेंशियल डिवोटीज द रेस्ट ऑफ दम संकीर्तन प्रसाद दर्श एंड विद दोज हू कैन अंडरस्टैंड लिटिल फिलासफी भागवतम संकीर्तन प्रसाद भागवतम दिस इज हिज प्रोग्राम एंड फॉर द मैस ऑफ पीपल जस्ट संकीर्तन एंड प्रसाद Just hold them by their tongue. <laughs> one is by the holy name, one is by the prasadam. Hmm. So, what is that? Atas Sri Krishna Namadi, Nabhavet Grahya Mandriya, Sevan Mukhehi Jehvadao, Swayamevas Puratya Daha. So when we start serving Krishna with our tongue, uh, tongue means eating Krishna prasadam and chanting Hare Krishna, then Krishna can be conquered eventually. so chaitanya mahaprabhu strictly uh, kept himself to that uh, controlling the tongue not just i mean not his tongue i mean controlling everybody's tongue by harinam and prasadam only with the confidential devotees who can understand some philosophy yes he discussed very well in fact he discussed the highest philosophy with them even as krishna when he came he did not discuss that much philosophy with arjuna or even uddhava but the philosophy that he discussed with ramanand rai with uh, rupa goswami sanatan goswami is very very confidential hmm and especially uh, swarup damodar goswami very very confidential highest so in this way we can understand the activities of lord chaitanya are primarily in the role of the pleasure giving portion of his internal potency see this portion so this is the other portions are samvit and sandhini this is hladini The absolute personality of God, Hari Shri Krishna, is the omnipotent form of transcendental existence, knowledge, and bliss in full. His internal potency is exhibited first as Sat or existence, or in other words, as the portion that expands the existence function of the Lord. Everything that is in existence is existing because of the Sandhini potency. That name will be given later on in the verse, other verses. but sandhini potency is the potency when the same potency displays full knowledge it is called chit satchidananda sat chit ananda sat aspect is uh, displayed by uh, some uh, sandhini potency chit aspect is displayed by some with potency and ananda is displayed by hladini potency when the same potency displays full knowledge it is called chit or samvit which expands the transcendental forms of the lord Finally, when the same potency plays as a pleasure-giving medium, it is known as hladini, or the transcendental blissful potency. Thus, the Lord manifests His internal potency in three transcendental divisions. See that? Shedui eka ebe chaitanya gosai rasa aswadite dohe hoyla ekathai. So this this word. 
this is this is not pronounced as thani and with the dot above is nasal sound thai thai it's not thai thai so that sound is there in the bengali shaidui ek ebe chaitanya gosai here again and with the tilde tilde on top that you know that curvy thing on top so that is again nasal sound shaidui ek ebe chaitanya gosai rasa aswadite dohe hoila ekathai now to enjoy rasa they have appeared in one body as lord chaitanya mahaprabhu ithi lagi age kori tar vivaran jaha hoite hoy gaurer mahima kathan therefore i shall first delineate the position of radha and krishna from that description the glory of lord chaitanya will be known ha so now to understand chaitanya mahaprabhu we have to understand the glory of radha and krishna so he is giving us a synopsis of radha and krishna so that we can actually appreciate chaitanya mahaprabhu then because chaitanya mahaprabhu is nothing but radha and krishna combined राधिका होयेन कृष्णेर प्रणय विकार स्वरूप शक्ति हलादिनी नाम जहार श्रीमती राधिका इज द ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन ऑफ कृष्णाज लव शी इज हिज इंटरनल एनर्जी कॉल्ड हलादिनी हलादिनी कराय कृष्णे आनंदास्वादन हलादिनी रद्वार करे भक्तेर पोषण सो दिस नाउ that haladini energy gives krishna pleasure and nourishes his devotees two things haladini energy so it gives krishna pleasure and nourishes his devotees so it is not meant to give pleasure to us but when it nourishes the devotees in devotion to krishna and that devotion again gives pleasure so in that way so they will actually give pleasure i mean she will give pleasure to the devotees through krishna you see Govinda Krishna's another name is Govinda that means giver of pleasure to the senses that does not mean that oh giver of pleasure to the senses okay i will get all sense gratification from govinda no we will get that pleasure from govinda only when we serve the senses of govinda then our senses become enlivened by the happiness that we um, that we experience when we engage in krishna's service there is nothing wrong in uh, wanting to be happy but it is completely wrong to be wanting to be happy without krishna without serving krishna serving krishna and then being happy that is okay that is the proper way to be happy like all the residents of the spiritual world they are all happy because they are with krishna always so serving krishna and are happy we are trying to be happy here without serving krishna and that's why we are always miserable this is krishna aswadan haladani karaya karaya krishna as anand aswadan haladanir dwara kare bhaktera poshan 
purport shreela jeeva goswami has elaborately discussed the hladani potency in his preeti sandarbha so he has written this uh, synopsis i mean his his full not just synopsis is complete uh, thesis on devotional service in a series of books called sandarbhas shat sandarbhas six sandarbhas shat means six so i even forgot all the names of the sandarbhas bhagavat sandarbha um, what is that preeti sandarbha ಅವು ಸಂದರ್ಭಸ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಸಂದರ್ಭ ಎನಿವೇ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಸಂದರ್ಭಸ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ಬೈ ಜೀವ ಗೋಸ್ವಾಮಿ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಇಲಾಬರೇಟ್ಲಿ ಹಿ ಹಸ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ ಸೈನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಜೀವ ಗೋಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಹಸ್ ಇಲಾಬರೇಟ್ಲಿ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ಡ್ ದ ಹ್ಲಾದನಿ ಪೋಟೆನ್ಸಿ ಇನ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೀತಿ ಸಂದರ್ಭ ಹಿ ಸೇಸ್ ದಟ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಲೀಡ್ ಒನ್ ಟು ದ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ only devotional service can help a devotee meet the supreme lord face to face the supreme personality of godhead is attracted by devotional service and as such the ultimate supremacy of vedic knowledge rests in knowing the signs of devotional service i think we need to find the sanskrit of this verse from the preeti sandarbha this must be a verse of course so he is highlighting the importance of devotional service so devotional service leads one to the personality of godhead bhaktya mam abhijanat only devotional service can help a devotee meet the supreme lord face to face this is also explained in the mam um, what is that bhaktya mam abhijanati yavanyaschasmi tatvatah tato mam tatvato gnatva vishate tad anantaram to meet krishna face to face only devotional service supreme personality of godhead is attracted by devotional service and as such the ultimate supremacy of vedic knowledge rests in knowing the signs of devotional service all knowledge of vedas should lead one to devotional service without devotional service our reading of vedas is useless hmm. so what is the particular attraction that makes the supreme lord enthusiastic to accept devotional service what is the particular attraction that makes a supreme lord enthusiastic to accept devotional service and what is the nature of such service the vedic scriptures inform us that the supreme personality of godhead the absolute truth is self sufficient and that maya nations can never influence him at all now why do okay before we uh, uh, go further this question is important why krishna is enthusiastic to accept devotional service from us now in our case why do we wish to receive service from anybody is because we have something lacking and we want that to be fulfilled that lack to be or that so whatever is lacking that emptiness we want it to be filled um therefore we accept service right for example customer service what is customer service so i have a problem and i need to be served if i am served well then my problem will be gone that's our understanding so we have if we don't have suppose our our phone for example doesn't have a problem then you don't have to go to the customer service officer uh, but if there is something uh, then we have to go to them you know so it is always some kind of a need that needs to be addressed and that's why we go and ask for some service 
right? Now, Krishna doesn't have a need. So, why? Why is he enthusiastic to accept our devotional service? When a person, that is why this question is important. When a person is self-sufficient, is already completely happy, why does he need anybody else to serve him? Why? The Vedic scriptures inform that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Absolute Truth, is self-sufficient and that Maya nations can never influence him at all. Therefore, the potency that overcomes the Supreme must be purely spiritual. So, first thing, before we even go to the answer, we should understand what kind of a pleasure that he is seeking. Is it the same kind of pleasure that we are seeking? Now, we are seeking pleasure in this material world um, by... Contemplating the objects of the senses. Dhyayato vishyan pumsa sangaste shupajayate sangasan jayate kama. So we are contemplating the objects of our senses. With our senses we are, you know, um, getting a feel of this world. And our mind is developing desires accordingly. And that's how we, so basically we are trying for happiness in contact with this material world. A boy may want to have a relationship with a girl. Again, that is all material based on the body. So, when Krishna dances with girls, gopis, that is not like material you know, happiness that the boy, ordinary boy would uh, go after. It is completely different. So, we that is why it, it is not easy to understand Krishna's Rasalila and all these things. Why? Because Krishna is engaging in these relationships, people tend to misunderstand Krishna. Oh, he is a playboy, you know, he's just, he just dances with other girls, so many girls. So, the point is that he actually doesn't need to. He doesn't, he has no inclination, he is always satisfied. Here in this world, a boy needs a girl to fill his uh, emptiness that he feels alone. He is lacking something which he, file, which he finds in a girl and that's why he... Wants a girl, and a girl wants a boy because she lacks something in herself. There is a lack that we need to fulfill, we need to you know cover up for. Now Krishna doesn't need any help from anyone. Why still then he engages in this? Uh, that means his happiness is not in the same bracket as our happiness, or in, in the material. So he doesn't he. Maya cannot even touch him. Uh, this is uh, Manajakshi Mahathir has come up with the, all the six Sandarbhas. Tattva Sandarbha, yeah. Bhagavad Sandarbha, Paramatma Sandarbha, Krishna Sandarbha, Bhakti Sandarbha and Preeti Sandarbha. Yeah. So these Sandarbhas, Jiva Goswami explains everything. So anyway, now we are coming back to the point of uh, Maya can never influence Krishna at all. Therefore, the potency that overcomes the Supreme must be purely spiritual. Mama Maya Duratyaya. Mamevaya Prapadyante Maya Medam Tarandite. This Maya is very difficult to uh, overcome for us. But for Krishna, it is completely under his control. Chayeva Yasab Bhuvanani Bibharti Durga. Ichanu Rupa Mapiyas Yashacheshta Tesa Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bhajami. Srishtis Thiti Pralaya Sadhana Shakti Reka. Srishti, Sthiti, Pralaya. Creation, maintenance and destruction is under the control of Durga, Maya. Although she is so powerful, she is following the orders of Krishna like a shadow. 
A shadow does not disobey. When we move, the shadow also moves. Shadow will not say, ah, I will not come, you know, I am feeling lazy. No, 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 shadow will just move without any objection, without any delay. Just according to our movement. So similarly, she acts like a shadow. She is a shadow potency of Krishna. And all her activities are completely under the uh, guidance of Krishna. Completely according to his will. So, uh, he doesn't need anything from her. He already is a controller of her. So, the energy that he must be overcome is purely spiritual. Such a potency cannot be anything of the material manifestation. The bliss enjoyed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot be of material composition like the impersonalist conception of the bliss of Brahman. Now, here Brahman realization, uh, Brahmananda is also classified among material happiness. Because it is just... um, um, withdrawal from material energy but there is no involvement with spiritual energy yet so whether fully involving in material energy or you know staying at a distance from material energy is still the, the focus is material energy you see this real involvement in spiritual activities only occurs in devotional service so krishna does not enjoy the brahman happiness, Brahman, uh, what, Brahmananda, no, is much higher than that. Devotional service is reciprocation between two. Brahman realization, Brahman happiness is only alone. Um, devotional service is reciprocation between two parties, the, the Krishna and his devotee and the transaction between them is devotional service. And therefore, it cannot be located simply within one within one's self. Therefore, the bliss of self-realization, Brahmananda, cannot be equated with devotional service. Hmm. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has three kinds of internal potency, namely Hladini Shakti or pleasure potency, the Sandhini Shakti or existential potency, and the Samvit Shakti or cognitive potency. In the Vishnu Puran 1.12.69, the Lord is addressed as follows, O Lord, you are the support of everything. The three attributes, Hladini, Sandhini and Samvit exist in you as one spiritual energy. But the material modes which cause happiness, misery and mixtures of the two do not exist in you for you have no material qualities. So there is such uh, verse in the Vishnu Puran. So sometimes Krishna and uh, bestows his... Uh, spiritual energy upon devotees like um, for example uh, Jiva Goswami he was bestowed with the uh, of course all our internal potency only but especially with the Samvit potency the knowledge and Jiva Goswami therefore so much knowledge he has written he so many books he has written Jiva Goswami and similarly um, uh, who is this Gaurakishwar Das Babaji he was bestowed with the Shakti of renunciation and austerity. Same with Raghunath Das Goswami. So like that, he empowers different devotees with different kinds of internal potency. Different Shakti Avesha. That's why they are called Shakti Avesha. When Krishna empowers some of his Shakti upon his devotees, uh, then the devotees also become empowered and they act in extraordinary ways. Uh, <clears throat> So, ultimately, it is the 
சக்தி ஆஃப் கிருஷ்ணா ஓன்லி ஹலாதினி இஸ் த பர்சனல் மேனிஃபெஸ்டேஷன் ஆஃப் த பிளிஸ்ஃபுல்னஸ் ஆஃப் த சுப்ரீம் பர்சனாலிட்டி ஆஃப் காட் ஹெட் பை விச் ஹி என்ஜாய்ஸ் ப்ளெஷர் because the pleasure potency is perpetually present in the supreme lord the theory of the impersonalist that the lord appears in the material mode of goodness cannot be accepted the impersonalists say that when the lord comes here into this material world he accepts the uh, the sattva gun that means to say he is accepting one of the modes of material nature he is always harerhi nirguna sakshat he is always above the guna that's why he is called nirguna is above the gunas so in fact he is asking arjuna also uh, what is that 2.45 of bhagavad gita trai trai gunya vishaya veda nistrai gunyo bhavarjuna nirdvandvo nitya satvastho niryoga kshema atmavan the vedas deal mainly with the subject of the three modes of material nature oh arjuna become transcendental to these three modes become uh, be free from all dualities from all ang- and from all anxieties for gain and safety and be established in the self and we can only become free from the three modes if we take shelter of him he is explaining the 10th canto of uh, shrimad bhagavatam chapter 88 verse 5 harir hinirguna sakshat purushah prakriteh parah சசர்வதிருக்குஷன்ஸ் um the theory of the impersonalist that the lord appears in the material mode of goodness cannot be accepted now although lord vishnu is in charge of the mode of satvagun he he is not subjugated by Sat- satvagun mm. the impersonalist conclusion is against the vedic version that the lord possesses a transcendental pleasure potency when the pleasure potency of the supreme personality of godhead is exhibited by his grace in the person of a devotee you see this when uh, when the pleasure potency of the supreme personality of godhead is exhibited by his grace in the person of a devotee that manifestation manifestation is called love of god love of god is an epithet for the pleasure potency of the lord epithet means like a like a nickname like a synonym so love of god is an epithet for the pleasure potency of the lord see Therefore devotional service reciprocated between the lord and his devotee is an exhibition of the transcendental pleasure potency of the lord So this is totally indif- uh, totally different from uh, material pleasure The potency of the supreme personality of godhead that always enriches him with transcendental bliss is not material but the shankarites have accepted is accepted it as such because they are ignorant of the identity of the supreme lord and his pleasure potency that is why they are called mayavad mayavad means the person who accepts the philosophy of maya that means when krishna comes here that is also he is in maya he accepts satvagun which is one of the maya uh, modes of material nature so he is also overcome by maya 
because they say like that they th uh, it, it is that their theory holds through holds in this way that maya is so powerful that krishna also comes under maya that means maya is the most powerful that's why they are called mayavada although they are <laughs> they are trying to escape the the maya and then become you know this uh, merged in brahmananda but their whole focus is maya whether to enjoy it or to give it up or by saying that even the supreme lord is under maya their whole thing is that maya is everything basically so maya is so powerful that krishna also comes under maya so that is their philosophy this therefore they are called maya vada vada means um, school of thought those ignorant persons cannot understand the distinction between impersonal spiritual bliss and the variegatedness of the spiritual pleasure potency now this is important impersonal spiritual bliss is without variegatedness that means there is no variety by merging into the light brahmajyoti that is just you know there is no variety there just hanging on but variegatedness means there must be full of activity that is variegatedness and spiritual uh, happiness and i mean in the bhakti devotional service is full of varieties of activities but the mayavadis they think that oh because material activities are full of reactions whether sinful or pious and that keeps us in this material world and therefore all activities have reactions and then activities means maya again everything is for them maya and stopping everything that is coming out of maya for them but they don't understand that if the living entity is so active that even in this material world which is in a, which is basically a diseased condition for the spirit soul even in such a diseased condition the soul is so active you mean when it comes to healthy state it become completely dead you know when a, when a man is sick then he can move slowly you know he can you know full of pain and you know he he takes uh, he eats with a lot of trouble he takes shower with a lot of trouble he moves around with a lot of trouble so they got in i mean if prabhupada gave the example so if a if a patient has been a patient for a long time if somebody tells him oh once you once you get free from your sickness then you will be able to eat nicely now because this patient has been so long in suffering when he thinks of eating he only thinks of eating like how he is eating in full of pain so when somebody says eating oh no 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 i don't want to eat you know eating is very troublesome oh walking is very troublesome for me everything is very troublesome but he does not have the idea that actually when you when one is completely out of the sickness he can eat nicely actually i mean in your own life just uh, observe even though we have eaten nicely i mean um, being healthy we have eaten many times i mean all the time we eat while we are healthy but even for a short time if we become sick the idea of eating is always brings uh, a distaste for us we cannot even imagine how we nicely ate you know it's impossible to think of uh, having pleasure while eating if we are down with fever although we ate all our lives we ate you know with pleasure 
maybe you know if, if if the food is palatable but um, when we are sick even the most palatable food will not interest us and we cannot understand how at that moment at that moment we cannot uh, imagine ourselves enjoying while eating only when we completely come out of the sickness then we experience the bliss of eating nice food and which actually being able to taste such food so the same is true when we are under this influence of maya so the mayavadis having no other information of actual life they think that um, any activity is painful therefore stop all activity but that is that is worse than being diseased that is dying <laughs> so they commit spiritual suicide <clears throat> they commit spiritual suicide by stopping all activities whereas devotee he wants to engage in variegated spiritual activity which is um in devotional service fully engaged in fact he is much more engaged just like the six goswamis uh, they were so much engaged in devotional service that they forgot to eat forgot to sleep you see forgot so busy they were so that is how much act like materialists they they sleep 6 to 8 hours or 10 hours sometimes 12 hours even but uh, they this um, goswami is they have no time to sleep they are so busy hmm. that is how much busy one becomes uh, when one becomes spiritually enlivened so this variegatedness so those ignorant persons cannot understand the distinction between impersonal spiritual bliss and the variegatedness of the spiritual pleasure potency the haladini potency gives the lord all transcendental pleasure and the lord bestows such potency upon his pure devotee and therefore the devotee becomes completely happy so happy that he doesn't want anything of this world that's why devotees easily give up um all kinds of material happiness people sometimes you know become puzzled how how come you are given up all these you know happinesses i mean happiness of life you know the happiness of married life and happiness and all these things they, they say like this they don't understand that a devotee enjoys far greater happiness in devotional life they can easily give up all sinful activities meat eating illicit sex gambling intoxication they can easily give up they wonder oh, how you have no enjoyment no other who devotees are so fools that they don't want any enjoyment of course they want enjoyment but they know how to enjoy through krishna not without krishna सच्चिदानंद सच्चिदानंदपूर्ण कृष्णेरस्वरूपेकक्तिरधरतीनूप लॉर्ड कृष्णज बॉडी इज इटर्नल सत् फुल ऑफ नॉलेज चित् एंड फुल ऑफ ब्लेस आनंद हिज वन स्पिरिचुअल एनर्जी मैनिफेस्ट थ्री फॉर्म्स सच्चिदानंद दिसे सच्चिदानंद विग्रह इज बिकॉज ऑफ दीज थ्री एस्पेक्ट संधिनी संवित एंड हलादिनी शक्ति आनंदांशे हलादिनी सदंशे संधिनी चिदंशे संविज्जारे ज्ञान करिमानी हलादिनी इज हिज एस्पेक्ट ऑफ ब्लिस संधिनी ऑफ इटर्नल एक्जिस्टेंस एंड संवित ऑफ कॉग्निजेंस व्हिच इज आल्सो एक्सेप्टेड एज नॉलेज सो द होल स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड एग्जिस्ट्स इवन द मटेरियल वर्ल्ड बाय द पोटेंसी ऑफ संधिनी एक्जिस्टेंशियल पोटेंसी दैट पोटेंसी टेक्स केयर ऑफ एवरीथिंग ऑफ द एक्जिस्टेंस स्पेशली ऑफ द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड व्हिच नेवर गेट्स एनिहिलेटेड then the knowledge 
uh, of Krishna, that is some with cognizance and uh, bliss of devotional services, Ananda, Hladini. Purport. In his thesis, Bhagavat Sandarbha, uh, 103rd verse, Srila Jiva Goswami explains the potencies of the Lord as follows. The transcendental potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by which he maintains his existence is called Sandhini. The transcendental potency by which he knows himself and causes others to know him is called Samvit. The, tra- <coughs> the transcendental potency by which <coughs> he possesses transcendental bliss and causes his devotees to have bliss is called Hladini. <coughs> <coughs> So, Prahlada Hlada Dayine. So, Prahlada is one who gives happiness to everyone. And Hlada Dayine, that means the one who gives happiness to Prahlada, who gives happiness to others, and that is Narasimhadev. Namaste Narasimhaya Prahlada Hlada Dayine. So, he is the giver of pleasure to the giver of pleasure. Giver of pleasure is Prahalad and he is a giver of pleasure to Prahalad. So, because cloud gives water, the ocean gives water to the cloud. That is the understanding. So, the cloud pours forth rain. It supplies water. But how does it supply water? Where does it get the water from? The ocean. It evaporates and then that water supplies to the barren lands. So, in that way, a devotee uh, takes o- uh, the water from the Karuna Sindhu, the ocean of mercy, and he showers that mercy on the fallen souls who are in the desert of material existence. So, that is the first verse of the Guruvashtaka we chant every Mangalarti. Samsaradava nalalidha loka tranaya karunya ghana ghanatvam praptasya kalyana gunarnavasya Vande Guru Shri Charanaravindam. So, Praptasya Kalyana Gunarnavasya. He receives from the ocean of, uh, he is an ocean of good qualities and he receives from the ocean the mercy. And he is like the mercy cloud, the spiritual master. And he showers, uh, this, showers uh, water upon the forest fire of material existence. It is not just like a desert, but a forest fire, which is even worse. So, material existence is like that, completely painful, destructive. So, the spiritual master gives us relief by showing us Krishna, by giving us the access to devotional service to Krishna, which has the Haladuni potency embedded in it. The transcendental potency by which he possesses transcendental bliss and causes his devotees to have bliss is called Haladuni. The total exhibition of these potencies is called Vishuddha Sattva and this platform of spiritual variegatedness is displayed even in the material world when the Lord appears here. So, he does not take on material goodness but he comes Vishuddha Sattva. Yes, he is Sattva Gun but Vishuddha Sattva Gun. So, what is the difference? Okay, see, I think this thing it is, this purport all, all explains that. Uh, the pastimes and manifestations of the Lord in the material world are therefore not at all material. They belong to the pure transcendental state. The Bhagavad Gita confirms that anyone who understands 
the transcendental nature of the Lord's appearance, activities and disappearance becomes eligible for freedom from material bondage upon quitting the present material tabernacle. He can understand the spiritual kingdom to associate, sorry, he can enter the spiritual kingdom to associate with the Supreme Personality of Godhead and reciprocate the Haladini potency in transactions between him and the Lord, which is devotional service. In the mundane mode of goodness, there are tinges of passion and ignorance. Therefore, mundane goodness being mixed is called Mishra Sattva. Now, what is this? Mundane goodness being mixed with good passion and ignorance. That is explained in the 14th chapter that in the material world, this is what happens. Rajasthamascha bhibhuya sattvam bhavati bharata Rajah sattvam tamashchaiva tamah sattvam rajasthatha Sometimes the mode of goodness becomes prominent, defeating the modes of passion and ignorance, O son of Bharata. Sometimes the mode of passion defeats goodness and ignorance, and at other times ignorance defeats goodness and passion. In this way there is always competition for supremacy. That's why we have different moods, we have different all these things. Why we have different moods? We go, because we come under different uh, oh, sorry, influence of different modes. Because of our different modes, we have different moods. You see? And not just moods, I mean, even in the course of the day, for example, in the, in the morning, Brahma Muhurta time especially, it's very refreshing. That time of the day is very, very refreshing. That is in the Sattvagun. Then in the, in the midst of the day, we just get very busy. And that is you know, full of activity. That is called Rajogun. And in the end of the day, we feel lethargic, we feel lazy, we feel sleepy. That is in Tamogun. So, our influence, and the, I mean not our influence, the influence that we are under changes from time to time. And in circumstance also. When we go to a different place, we feel better. Obviously, or we feel worse, or we feel fearful. All that is because of the modes that we are associating with. They say the vibes. Oh, I, I don't like the vibes of this place. Or I like the vibes of this place. What is this vibes? What vibration? What what something vibrating? What is that? <laughs> that is actually this. The modes. The guna. Sattvagun, Rajagun, Tamogun. Uh, we feel Sattvagun, Rajagun or Tamogun. And therefore we react to that modes. So we are always associating with these modes in different ways. So... That, that is called Mishra Sattva. So therefore, mode of goodness in this material world is Mishra Sattva. Whereas, Shuddha Sattva, Sattvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam. Lord Shiva is saying in the Bhagavatam, 4th canto, 3rd chapter, 23rd verse. Sattvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam. That Shuddha Sattva, Vishuddha Sattva, that is the mode under which Krishna comes here. Not just Sattvagun of this material world. So, in the mundane mode of goodness, there are tinges of passion and ignorance. Therefore, mundane goodness being mixed is called Mishra Sattva. But the transcendental variegatedness of Vishuddha Sattva is completely free from all mundane qualities. Vishuddha Sattva is therefore the proper atmosphere in which the ex- sorry, Vishuddha Sattva is therefore the proper atmosphere in which to experience the personality of Godhead and his transcendental pastimes. Spiritual variegatedness is eternally independent of all material conditions. And is non-different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Both being absolute. You see? 
spiritual variegatedness is non-different from Krishna. Krishna and his paraphernalia all are non-different, both being absolute. The Lord and his devotees simultaneously perceive the Hladani potency directly by the power of the Samvit potency. What is that? So, by knowing, uh, what is Samvit potency? The potency of knowledge. So that's why Krishna says, now the statement here, the, the Lord and his devotees simultaneously perceive the Hladani potency directly by the power of the Samvit potency. For us to perceive, we may, I mean, the perception is just knowledge. Whether it's imperfect perception, then it is avidya because of our conditioning. Our real perception is covered. But perception means, perceiving something means to, to gain knowledge of something. Perspective. It may be from our own colored perspective. It may not be the true thing. But especially when we hear it from Krishna and then know it intact, as it is, then that is especially uncovered Samvid potency. Now, to perceive the Haladini potency, we need the Samvid potency. Otherwise, we don't um, um, know that there is a Haladini potency. Okay, I'll give you one example. Like Yashoda, Mother Yashoda. She is always thinking Krishna to be her son. She doesn't know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. She doesn't care to know also. She is just overwhelmed by affection for Krishna. So, Krishna increases the Hladani potency by removing the Samvit potency of his understanding the, or her understanding that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead to increase the Hladani. He, you know, uh, makes her forget that he is actually a Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, so I mean, that's, I told that example just to like make you understand that internal energy is always governing the devotees. Mahatmanas to Mampartha Daivim Prakriti Mashrita. They are always under the internal potency. But that internal potency again is subdivided into three. So, which, like you know, like a, like an audio mixer, you know, some, some volume high, some volume low. So, it's like that mixer. So, Hladini potency more, Samvit potency less, or you know, some, you know, like that. So, in this way, he is uh, manipulating uh, the internal energy to enjoy with his devotees. So, anyway, to understand the Haladini potency, to uh, come to the platform of Bhakti, Krishna says, Janma karma chave chame divyam evam yo vetti tattvataha. That vetti means to know and that knowledge to know means Samvit potency. Then we understand his activities. His activities are all based on in, in spiritually. They are all spiritual activities, not material activities. In Vishuddha Sattva. Uh, so, to understand his activities, and his activities are only with his devotees. Uh, he, he acts, of course, he creates the material world. He also has Paramatma. He guides everybody else. But all to make them devotees only. So, when we understand, to understand his spiritual activities of devotional service, his transactions between, between him and his devotees and all that, uh, we have to be blessed with some Samvit potency. That is explained here. The material modes of nature control the conditioned souls, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead is never influenced by these modes. As all Vedic literatures directly and indirectly corroborate. 
Lord Krishna himself says in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 11.25.12, Sattvam rajastama iti gunajiva senaiva me. The material modes of goodness, passion and ignorance are connected with the conditioned souls, but never with me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See? The Vishnu Puran confirms this as follows. <coughs> So, Vanajakshi Mataji is asking, means transcendental bliss can be understood by the knowledge. Yes, we need to, that knowledge also is not speculative knowledge, by knowledge revealed by Krishna. That is actual knowledge. Otherwise, it is in the realm of speculation. So, that is why we have to understand. That is called the Sambandha Jnana and then Abhidheya and then Prayojana. So, the Sambandha is this knowledge. And that knowledge also, is part of bhakti because shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam how we get knowledge factual knowledge by hearing from krishna and his devotees and that hearing is shravanam kirtanam that is one of the nine aspects of devotional service so although it is samvit it is also achieved only by devotional service so krishna can bestow the inter- the, the blessing of his internal potency upon us only when, only when we engage bhaktyamam abhijanati to understand me, one has to engage in bhakti. And to engage in bhakti, we need some knowledge. So, how? Does, how? It's like chicken and egg, right? The same. Uh, which one first? So, our process of acquiring knowledge should be devotional way. Not speculative way. Submissive hearing from the devotees. Um, then, yes. Then we get the knowledge and the process by which we can perform devotional service and then we actually when we cultivate by following all the orders of the spiritual master and then like that we advance in our devotional service and as we advance in our devotional service that much knowledge of Krishna will be revealed to us proportionately Hmm. and there is no end it never comes to an end because Krishna himself does not know himself completely (laughs) you know there is unlimited knowledge of him so the Vishnu Puran confirms this as follows confirms what that the modes of material nature only influence the conditioned souls and not krishna what is that satvadayo na santishe yatrana yatrana prakrita gunaha sasuddha sarva shuddhe shuddhebhya pumanadya prasidatu the supreme personality of godhead vishnu is beyond the three qualities goodness passion and ignorance no material qualities exist in him May that original person, Narayana, who is situated in a completely transcendental position, be pleased with us. In the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.27.4, Indra praises Krishna as follows. Wow, here also there is Vishuddha Sattvam. <coughs> Vishuddha Sattvam Tavadhama Shantam Tapomayam Dvastarajastamaskam Mayamayoyam Gunasam Pravaho Navidyate Grahananubandham Navidyate Grahan Navidyate Grahananubandham My dear Lord, your abode is Vishuddha Sattva <coughs> Vishuddha Sattvam Tavadhama Shantam <coughs> My dear Lord, your abode is Vishuddha Sattva, always undisturbed by the material qualities and the activities there are in transcendental loving service unto your lotus feet. 
the goodness austerity and penance of the devotees enhance such activities which are always free from the contamination of passion and ignorance material qualities cannot touch you under any circumstance wow beautiful verse huh? indra is praising krishna in this this is actually the after the <laughs> govardhan hill govardhan lila so after that indra he uh, becomes repentant and he offers many prayers and this is one of them beautiful prayer विशुद्ध सत्वं तव धाम शांतं तपोमयं ध्वस्तरजस्तमस्कं मायामयोयं गुणसंप्रवाहो न विद्यते ते ग्रहणानुबन्धः न विद्यते ते ग्रहणानुबन्धः व्हेन नॉट मैनिफेस्टेड द मोड्स ऑफ मैटेरियल नेचर आर सेड टू बी इन गुडनेस when not manifested when they are externally manifested and active in producing the varieties of material existence they are said to be in passion wow and when there is a lack of activity and variegatedness they are said to be in ignorance in other words the pensive mood is goodness activity is passion and inactivity is ignorance what is pensive thoughtful engaged in involving or re- reflecting deep or serious thought yeah so in latent so oh krishna acting weirdly hmm the pensive mood is goodness activity is passion and inactivity is ignorance above all these mundane qualitative manifestations is vishuddha sattva above all these mundane qualitative manifestations is vishuddha sattva hmm. that means it is beyond unmanifested matter beyond material activity and beyond lack of material activity and variegatedness which is pralaya or destruction so that is vishuddha sattva and krishna also says um what is that तद्धाम परमं मम व्हाट इज दैट न शशांको न पावकः न तद्भासयते सूर्यो न शशांको न पावकः यद्गत्वान निवर्तन्ते तद्धाम परमं मम नो नॉट दिस परस्तस्मात्तु भावोन्यो व्यक्तो व्यक्ता व्यक्तो व्यक्तात् सनातनः सो परस्तस्मात्तु भाव अन्य व्यक्त अव्यक्तात् सनातनः so my abode krishna is saying is above this manifest and non manifest matter so manifest matter when it is non manifest about to be manifest in its potent or latent state that is in the mode of goodness and in its manifestation is in passion and in its destruction is ignorance so his dhama hmm, vishuddha satvam tava dhama shantam Hmm. in this verse of indra it is said that your dhama tava dhama means this this um, what is that yadgatva nanivartante tad dhama paramam mama krishna is saying mama dhama um, and arjuna also said param brahma param dhama pavitram paramam bhavan 
So that eternal abode, the supreme abode of Krishna, is beyond. Vyakto vyaktat sanatana. Vishuddha sattvam tavadhama shantam. So, when even Tamogun is not there in his dhama, that means Tamogun means destruction, pralaya. So, there is no pralaya in his dhama. That's why time doesn't move in his, in the spiritual world. Let's explain Brahma Samhita. So, um, above all these mundane qualitative manifestations is Vishuddha Sattva. Um, when it is predominated by the Sandhini potency, it is perceivable as the existence of all that be. When predominated by the Samvit potency, it is perceived as knowledge in transcendence. And when predominated by the Haladhani potency, it is perceived as the most confidential love of Godhead. Vishuddha Sattva, the simultaneous manifestation of these three in one, is the main feature of the kingdom of God. See how much deep this is. We are studying about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being the combination of Radha and Krishna. To understand Radharani, her, her position, the Haladhani Shakti, and in conjunction with the other Shaktis of Krishna. So, all these things are such deep subject matters. The Absolute Truth is therefore the substance of reality eternally manifest in three energies. The manifestation of the internal energy of the Lord is the inconceivably variegated spiritual world. The manifestation of the marginal, marginal energy comprises the living entities and the manifestation of the external energy is the material cosmos. Therefore, the Absolute Truth includes these four principles. What is that? The Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself, His internal energy, His marginal energy and His external energy. All this together is Absolute Truth. The form of the Lord and the expansions of His form as Swayam Rupa and Vaibhava Prakash are directly the enjoyers of the internal energy, which is the eternal exhibitor of the spiritual world, the most confidential of the manif manifestations of energy. See? The internal energy is the most confidential of the manifestations of energy. The external manifestation, the material energy, provides the covering bodies of the conditioned living entities. The bodies that we have is under Maya. Uh, from Brahma down to the insignificant ant. This covering energy is manifested under the three modes of material nature and appreciated in various ways by living entities in both the higher and lower forms of life. Different people understand differently about this world. Um, from the insect to the Brahma. And all of that understanding, variegated understanding is because of the different coverings of the modes of material nature. Pure spiritual knowledge without any covering is only given by Krishna. That's why when Krishna speaks or when his pure devotees speak, that knowledge is without any covering. That, is, that knowledge is from the Samvit potency directly, from the internal potency of the Lord. It's not a material uh, product. Whereas every kind of research or speculation in this world is material. So no amount of material process is adequate to understand transcendental subject matter and therefore the only way we can understand transcendental uh, subject matter is if we take shelter of Krishna and when Krishna bestows his spiritual energy Mahatmanas to Maam Partha 
दैवी प्रकृति आश्रित दैवी प्रकृति आश्रित सो दिस् दैवी प्रकृति इज द इंटर्नल पोटेंसी महात्मा द डिवोटी दे टेक् शेलटर ऑफ द दैवी प्रकृति श्रीमती राधाराणी एंड देर फॉर् दे कैन अंडर्स्टा एंड दे आलवेज एंगेज भजंती अन्य मनसो ज्ञावा भूतादिम अव्यय ज्ञावा दट ज्ञावा हापन नॉलेज हापन बाय संवित पोटेंसी एंड भजंती अन्य मनसो दट भजंती दट डिवोशनल सर्विस हापन बाय द हलादनी पोटेंसी सो इन दिस वे वन इज द डिवोटीज आर ऑलवेज टेकिंग शेलटर ऑफ द स्पिरिचुअल एनर्जी एंड देर फॉर दे कैन अंडर्स्टैंड एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ बिकॉज इट इज नॉट ओपिनियटेड ट्रूथ opinions are always imperfect because you know all are under the modes of material nature but krishna's opinion is vishuddha sattva above the three modes and therefore always perfect and therefore when krishna says something we have to accept that's why if i say something the process of speaking in spiritual circles is that we have to always quote from the vedic references why because then our our statement is um, substantiated because we are quoting the reference from krishna therefore it is it holds weight if i can't quote from vedic scriptures then i don't have any weight in my argument it is my speculation so learned spiritualists they don't accept such arguments when there is no reference point when the reference point is the mind that's not a valid reference point because our mind is so fickle i mean is come it is our greatest enemy it is what has put our put us in this material world since time immemorial our very mind which is our greatest enemy and we trust it as if it's our greatest friend and we confide in it and we take reference from it and therefore manorathe nasati dhavato bahihi harav bhakta sakuto mahadguna such people cannot have any good qualities even though they may want to think morally they want to do everything right because they don't take reference from krishna but their own mind only they always remain imperfect they have no good qualities because the primary good quality of surrendering to the krishna surrendering to krishna is missing so if if a criminal first of all among group of criminals he may be known as an honest man but first of all in the eyes of the law he is a criminal so how much ever he may be uh, considered an honest man by other criminals in the eyes of the law of the state he is a criminal because he has gone against um the law of the state so similarly we have all gone against the law of krishna so we are actually criminals but one criminal will glorify another criminal or he is a moralist he is is you know he is a very moral person or something like that actually everybody is um, what kind of moral person is that i mean <laughs> when he's a criminal so like that so it is only appreciated differently that's why this covering energy is manifested under the three modes of material nature and appreciated in various ways by living entities in both the higher and lower forms of life now the same thing is perceived differently by different people same thing like for example a lion for a deer the deer sees the lion as danger but the lion cub sees the lion as his protector when we see the lion from a distance we marvel at its um you know 
royal position or how powerful this animal is but when the same land we are in front of it we we <laughs> we are overtaken by fear you see so um our perception and our attitude towards anything changes according to our position the same thing it is the same thing but perceived by different people in different ways so there is this um nice verse in the shrimad bhagavatam how why uh, uh, rather why people have different opinions about what is the absolute truth why why is that so that is explained here 6431 of shrimad bhagavatam यच्छक्तयो वदतां वादिनां वै विवाद संवाद भुवो भवन्ति कुर्वन्ति चैशां मुहुरात्ममोहं तस्मै नमोनंत गुणाय भूने लेट मी ऑफर माय रिस्पेक्टफुल ओबेसेंसेस अंडर द ऑल परवेडिंग सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड हु पोसेसेस अनलिमिटेड ट्रांसेंडेंटल क्वालिटीज एक्टिंग फ्रॉम acting from within the cause of the hearts of all, all philosophers who propagate various views he causes them to forget their own souls while sometimes agreeing and sometimes disagreeing among themselves thus he creates within this material world a situation in which they are unable to come to a conclusion i offer my obeisance unto him so in this way actually everybody is perceiving the supreme lord because everything that we see is actually his energy but the devotees do understand that it is his energy the non devotees don't and everybody sees it differently ne yeah. and that is because of different coverings of avidya you see or vidya vidya means completely uncovered by avidya and you know like demigods they are minimally covered by avidya human beings are more covered by avidya animals are completely almost completely covered by avidya so such uh, gradations of covering causes the difference in perception see so therefore the sooner we get to the point of uncovered knowledge pure spiritual knowledge given by krishna the sooner and and the better it is for us because we can overcome this discovering of ignorance each of the three divisions of the internal potency the sandhini samvit and the haladini energies influences one one of the external potencies by which the conditioned souls are conducted again such influence manifests the three qualitative modes of material nature proving definitely that the living entities the marginal potency are eternally servitors of the lord and are therefore controlled by either the internal or the external potency so very nicely explain the same samvit potency when it is covered by material energy you know it manifests as ignorance the sandhini potency manifests itself as goodness which is existential which maintains the existence and the haladini potency uh, is manifested as passion lust that's why people want to become happy by lusty affairs 
so uh, in this way the three original spiritual energies are pervertedly manifested as these three modes and therefore we become conditioned so in other words we are always under the energy that's why it is said here such influence manifests the three qualitative modes of material nature proving definitely that the living entities the marginal potency are eternally servitors of the lord and are therefore controlled by either the internal or the external potency so therefore even while in this material world seemingly under the influence of the three modes of material nature if one engages in devotional service such three modes will transform their quality as the three potencies of internal energy which is samvit sandhi and haladini therefore if a person engaged in engages in devotional service even in this material world he is called liberated ihayasya harerdasye karmana manasa gira निखिलास्वप्यवस्थासो जीवन्मुक्त स उच्यते जीवन्मुक्त इवन दो ही इज लिविंग इन दिस वर्ल्ड ही इज कंसिडर्ड मुक्त और लिबरेटेड पर्सन इफ ईहा यस्य हरेर्दास्ये इफ ही इज एंगेज इन कृष्ण सर्विस कर्मणा मनसा गिरा वाई बाय एक्टिविटीज वर्ड्स एंड माइंड इफ ही इज एंगेज इन कृष्ण सर्विस दैट्स इट ही इज स्पिरिचुअल सो द थ्री मोड्स व्हिच एक्ट ऑन एवरीबॉडी ट्रांसफॉर्म as the three divisions of the internal potency this is how the quality of that work changes and therefore a spiritual master the other day the question question was there whether the body of a spiritual master is material or spiritual it is spiritual because it's not under the three modes it is under the three divisions of internal potency uh, but because we are conditioned we see it differently because our perception is different we think oh, uh, that's why it is if we allow our perception to govern our thought and that is that will be uh, hellish sinful that's why guru should naramatir uh, if we think the guru an ordinary man like an ordinary mortal like us uh, that is sinful that is offensive so we should not extend our materialistic demeanor to the transcendental knowledge अचिंत्य भेदा भेद सॉरी अचिंत्य खलुए भाव नताम स्तर्केण योजयेत गो टू दैट वर्स अचिंत्या खलुए भाव नताम स्तर्केण योजयेत प्रकृतिभ्य परम यदचिंत्य लक्षण एनीथिंग ट्रांसेंडेंटल मेटीरियल नेचर इज कॉल्ड इनकनसीबल वेर एज आर्ग्युमेंट्स आर ऑल मंडेन सिंस मंडेन आर्ग्युमेंट्स कैन नॉट टच ट्रांसेंडेंटल सब्जेक्ट मैटर्स वन शुड नॉट ट्राई टू अंडरस्टैंड ट्रांसेंडेंटल सब्जेक्ट्स थ्रू मंडेन आर्ग्युमेंट्स Is the time nine fifteen? Okay. Oh, this is some Vishnu Puran. Oh, this is the verse which was quoted earlier in the purport one twelve sixty nine. Wow. Hladini sandhini samvitvayeka sarvasamsthitau hladatapa kari mishra 
Tvayinogunavarjite. O Lord, you are the support of everything. The three attributes, Haladini, Sandhini and Samvit, exist in you as one spiritual energy. But the material modes which cause happiness, misery and mixtures of the two do not exist in you for you have no material qualities. Sandhini rasara amsha shuddha satvanam bhagavanera satta hoya yahate vishram The essential portion of the Sandhini potency is shuddha satva. Lord Krishna's existence rests upon it. Mata pita sthana grihas shayasana ar eshaba krishnera shuddha satvera vikar. This is very important. So, our mata pita sthana grihas shayasana ar are products of this material world. What are they? Krishna's mother, father, abode, house, bedding, seats and so on are all transformations of Shuddha Sattva. Whereas our mother, father, abode, house, bedding, seats and so on are all transformations of the three modes of material nature. Hmm? It is stated here. In fact, I mean, I'll show you that verse. Two verses I will show you. 558. Pumsastriya mituni bhavametam tayor mitho hridaya granthimahu ato grihakshetra sutapta vittay janasyamoho yamahammameti The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. On the basis of this misconception which ties together the hearts of the male and female, one becomes attracted to his body, home, property, children, relatives and wealth. In this way, one increases life's illusion, illusions and thinks in terms of I and mine. So, you know, all these <laughs> body, home, property, children, relatives and wealth is increases life's illusions, this is maya. And uh, let's see a more descriptive um, depiction of maya, how it influences our mind. I'm not going to chant the whole uh, <coughs> Sanskrit. See the English. How can a person who is most affectionate to his family the core of his heart being always filled with their pictures, give up their association. Specifically, a wife is always very kind and sympathetic and always pleases her husband in a solitary place. Who could give up the association of such a dear and affectionate wife? Small children talk in broken language, very pleasing to hear, and their affectionate father always thinks of their sweet words. How could he give up their association? One's elderly parents and one's sons and daughters are also very dear. A daughter is especially dear to her father while, and while living at her husband's house, she is always in his mind. Who could give up that association? Aside from this, in household affairs, there are many decorated items of household furniture and there are also animals and servants. Who could give up such comforts? The attached householder is like a silkworm which weaves a cocoon in which it becomes imprisoned, unable to get out. Simply for the satisfaction of, the, of two important senses, uh, important senses, the genitals and the tongue, one is bound by material conditions. How can one escape? So you see how all these things are actually compared to the cocoon of a silkworm which is created by the saliva of the silkworm. So it is our own energy and then we, we, we wrap ourselves up in this network of Maya, Maya Jal. So now it is said in, stra in stark contrast, 
माता पिता स्थान ग्रह शैयासन आर एशब कृष्णेर शुद्ध सत्वेर विकार कृष्णा मदर फादर अबोर्ड हाउस बेडिंग सीट्स एंड सो ऑन आर ऑल ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन ऑफ शुद्ध सत्व पर्पोर्ट लॉर्ड कृष्णा फादर मदर एंड हाउस होल्ड अफेयर्स आर ऑल डिस्प्लेड इन द सेम विशुद्ध सत्व एक्सिस्टेंस नॉट टू बी इक्वेटेड विथ ऑर्डनरी बॉय एंड गर्ल रिलेशनशिप्स ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड नॉट एट ऑल A living entity situated in the status of pure goodness can understand the form, qualities, and other features of the supreme personality of Godhead. Krishna consciousness begins on the platform of pure goodness. Although there is a faint realization of Krishna at first, Krishna is actually realized as Vasudev, the absolute proprietor of omnipotence or the prime predominating de- deity of all potencies. when the living entity is situated in vishuddha sattva transcendental to the three material modes of nature he can perceive the form quality and other features of the supreme personality of godhead through his service attitude the status of pure goodness is the platform of understanding for the supreme lord is always in spiritual existence so you see real devotional service is transcendental now you may say oh that means i am doing devotional service it is transcendental well as long as we are not engaging in devotional service purely it is not exactly transcendental it is mishra bhakti bhakti mixed with um the modes of material nature and such a description is there in the shrimad bhagavatam when we perform devotional service with ulterior motives <coughs> as opposed to pure devotional service which will all come in these verses 3298 devotional service executed by a person who is envious proud violent and angry and who is a separatist is considered to be in the mode of darkness so this is also devotional service but in the mode of ignorance now next the worship of deities in the temple by a separatist with a motive for sense um, material enjoyment fame and opulence is devotion in the mode of passion See, so that is also separatist. Here, again, here also pratak bhava. Although the word separatist is not used in the translation, it is still pratak bhava, means separatist. Even though he is in mode of goodness, because it is mishra sattva, not shuddha sattva yet. When a devotee worships the supreme personality of Godhead. When a devotee worships the supreme personality of Godhead and offers the results of his activities in order to free himself from the inabilities of fruitive activities, his devotion is in the mode of goodness. What is wrong with this? The wrong with this is that he is thing, still, he is doing the devotional service in order to free himself. So there is again a motive there. He is wanting to free himself from the inabilities of uh, fruitive activities. He want to come out of this this cycle of. fruitive activity which is good a good start but still separatist it is not pure devotional service yet what is pure devotional service next two verses 329 11 and 12 madguna shruti matrena may sarva guhashaye manogatir avichinna yatha gangambhasom budhau lakshanam bhakti yogasya nirgunasya hudahritam अहेतुक्यव्यवहिता या भक्ति 
when there is influence of goodness, passion, ignorance. So in the beginning stages, we all have this adulterated devotional service, not pure devotional service. So we have to rise to the platform of pure devotional service. So the manifestation of unadulterated devotional service is exhibited when one's mind is at once attracted to hearing the transcendental name and qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is residing in everyone's heart. Just as the water of the Ganges or Ganga flows naturally down towards the ocean, such devotional ecstasy, uninterrupted by any material condition, flows towards the Supreme Lord. Very nice example. The river flows uninterrupted towards the ocean. Now, even if there is a rock, it will go around the rock and it will go to the ocean. See? So, these are the differences of devotional service in different modes and above the modes. So, the real devotional service, when the living entity is situated in Vishuddha Sattva, transcendental to the three modes of material nature, he can perceive the form, quality and other features of the Supreme Personality of God through his service attitude. And even the to understand the name, the quality of the name of Krishna, then only we can actually understand Krishna's name when we come to Vishuddha Sattva. That is possible by service attitude and service to spiritual master. That service attitude means through the spiritual master. As explained in other parts of Bhagavatam in 7.11, sorry, 7.15.25 yeah. and 5.11.17. So, let's go there. I mean, Srimad Bhagavatam 7.15.25. Rajasthamascha sattvena sattvamcho pashamena cha etat sarvam gurau bhaktya purusho hyanjasa jayet One must conquer the modes of passion and ignorance by developing the mode of goodness. And then one must become detached from the mode of goodness by promoting oneself to the platform of Shuddha Sattva. All this can be automatically done if one engages in the service of the spiritual master with faith and devotion. In this way, one can conquer the influence of the modes of material nature. So, <laughs> So we don't have to worry, oh, how am I going to come to the platform of goodness from passion and ignorance and how just by simply automatically done if one engages in the service of the spiritual master with faith and devotion. The status of pure goodness is the platform of understanding for the Supreme Lord is always in spiritual existence. Krishna is always all spiritual it means there is no material part of Krishna no Krishna is always spiritual aside from the parents of the personality of Godhead all the other paraphernalia of his existence are also essentially a manifestation of Sandhini Shakti or a transformation of Vishuddha Sattva to make this more clear it may be said that this Sandhini Shakti or the internal potency maintains and manifests all the variegatedness of the spiritual world in the kingdom of God, the Lord's servants and maidservants, his consorts, his father and mother and everything else are all transformations of the spiritual existence of Sandhini Shakti. The existential Sandhini Shakti is the external port sorry. The existential Sandhini Shakti in the external potency similarly expands all the variegatedness of the material cosmos from which we can have a glimpse of the spiritual field. <clears throat> ah, this is the verse by Lord Shiva. 
सत्वं विशुद्धं वसुदेव शब्दितं यदीयते तत्र पुमान पावृतहा सत्वे चतस्मिन् भगवान् वासुदेवो यदोक्षजो मे मनसा विधीयते द कंडीशन ऑफ प्योर डिवोटीज शुद्ध सत्व सत्वं विशुद्धं वसुदेव शब्दितं The condition of pure goodness in Shuddha Sattva in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead is revealed without any covering is called Vasudeva. In that pure state, the Supreme Godhead who is beyond the material senses and who is known as Vasudeva is perceived by my mind. So Krishna is called Vasudeva not only because he is the son of Vasudev and Devakim, but also because he is understood in Vasudeva Sthiti, which is the Shuddha Sattva. Because he is only grasped in the Vasudeva Sthiti, therefore he is called Vasudeva. Hmm. And his father is also Vasudev. You know? So his father is actually um, in the Vasudeva Sthiti, Shuddha Sattva. This text from Srimad Bhagavatam 4.3.23, spoken by Lord Shiva when he condemned uh, Daksha, the father of Sati, as an opponent opponent of Vishnu, confirms beyond a doubt that Lord Krishna, his name, his fame, his qualities and everything in connection with his paraphernalia exist in the Sandhini Shakti of the Lord's internal potency. Krishna Bhagavatta Jnana Samvitera Sar Brahma Jnana Dikashabhatara Parivar the essence of the Samvit potency is knowledge that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Lord Krishna. All other kinds of knowledge, such as the knowledge of Brahman, are its components. Now, until now, the Sandhini Shakti was explained. Now, the Samvit Shakti is being explained. And after this, the Haladhini Shakti will be explained. And then we can understand the Radharani's potency, Radharani's position. Then we can understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's position. See? So, that's the order that Krishnadas Kavraj Goswami is taking in this in this course of explanation. He is giving detailed explanations of what is these uh, divisions of internal potency, you see. You have to always understand why these verses are you know laid out in this in this order. What is being explained? What is the point of this whole uh, where is the flow of thought going? You know. <clears throat> then we can understand things in context. You see. Um Purport. The activities of the Samvit Shakti produce the effect of cognition. Both the Lord and the living entities are cognizant. Sri Krishna, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, has full knowledge of everything everywhere and therefore there are no hindrances to his cognition. So, cognition means knowledge, to know. So, we all are cognizant. Um, Krishna is cognizant, we are also cognizant, but we are only cognizant to a very very small degree that's why it is said um, Ishvara um, what is that Kshetragyam Chapimam Vidhi Sarva Kshetreshu Bharata we are called Kshetragyam because we are the knower of our field our body but Krishna is called Kshetragyam Chapimam Vidhi Sarva Kshetreshu Bharata he knows all the um, bodies all the bodies of every living entity. We only know in our limited sphere. I can know the pains and pleasures of my own body. 
you can know the pain and pain and pleasures of your own body but krishna knows the pains and pleasures of everybody's body not only body the soul everything he knows in fact he knows the past present and future of everyone same so the activities of the samvid shakti produce the effect of cognition both the lord and living entities are cognizant shri krishna as a supreme personality of godhead has full knowledge of everything everywhere and therefore there are no hindrances to his cognition he can have knowledge merely by glancing over an object whereas innumerable impediments block the cognition of ordinary living beings we have so many blocks to our cognition like we say some material is opaque because our eyes fail to see the something which is beyond it it is actually imperfect of imperfection of our eye but we give a name to that object by calling it opaque or transparent or translucent for example but actually it's a defect of our eye that i can't see through the thing but krishna can see through for him everything is transparent <laughs> huh? everything he can see there is no opaque substance for him so the word opaque doesn't hold meaning for krishna you see the, these things we we give names or characteristics to other things which we perceive but actually we possess the imperfection in our and our difficulty in perception we term it as a quality of that particular thing which we are perceiving it's actually a, a defect in our perception i i hope i am making myself understood here <laughs> so basically so our perception is different so for example um a great building for example i mean i'm just very crude example but a great building is of infinite height for the you know ant for example and for us it is high not infinite we say skyscraper skyscraper means something which is scraping the sky you go into the sky you will never call it a skyscraper it is some where is the sky and where is the building in nowhere even close <laughs> but from our perspective it looks like a it's scraping the sky they say oh singapore skyline los angeles skyline new york skyline what is sky sky is way i mean everything is sky of course but how much we have built buildings to the level in the sky it is nowhere sky scraping sky is infinite i mean it is everywhere no way scraping but from our perspective it looks like that so um what i'm saying is our hindrance so we give it the name skyscraper we gave it a name this building as skyscraper but it is not scraping the sky then why did we give it because of our perception our defective perception of such an object but we instead of labeling it as our defect we label it as a name for that particular object that's 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 how we <laughs> that's how we blame something else or give it a name and not accept our defect of course in ordinary course of dealings we say opaque transparent translucent or whatever but we have to understand philosophically that all these are just different degrees of defects in our perception like the sun for example we see it as a very small spot 
that's what we would uh, conclude by our perception sense perception alone but only with background knowledge of science that we understand that sun the sun is actually not a so small spot in the sky it is far 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 bigger millions of times bigger than the earth but that is not what we can believe when we see it it doesn't look that big it looks very very small but our senses give us a wrong understanding therefore our senses are defective we cannot rely on our senses whatever definitions we have created in this world are based on the defects of our senses so therefore to understand god based on the definitions or knowledge that we have acquired through our defective perception is entirely a waste of time therefore to understand krishna's knowledge or about krishna we have to understand from him and sometimes because of our defective perception our so called perception is different from the explanation given in the shastra in the in the knowledge given by krishna sometimes it's hard to accept certain things that krishna actually says but we have to always understand that he is speaking from the absolute platform and we are looking at it from a relative platform and it's always going to be defective like now we are sitting here i am sitting at, at on this chair you know at this table i think i am stationary in my in my viewpoint i am stationary but if a person goes high into the sky and sees the earth if he can you know notice the earth actually revolving or rotating then he sees me as moving if i say if i see in that perspective perspective i am actually moving uh, so um, but still even if i am moving because this earth is nothing but a small speck of dust in the entire universe and this universe is just in the material world my movement is always insignificant is almost as if i am stationary because spiritual world is there and here is material world and it's very very far apart and how much ever like for example if if somebody is like some of you are watching from india now you may be maybe in chennai for example i'm just saying or puducherry i think some devotees are watching from puducherry or some are from hungary or whatever now if you are in chennai now how much ever you may travel in chennai you may be moving maybe you travel today you drove in in the city of chennai maybe 150 kilometers here and there here and there here and there but for me you are in chennai you do not move an inch from chennai so you are stationary for me you have been moving for me you are stationary from my perspective from singapore in that way so how much ever we are now here physically i am stationary but because the earth is moving i am actually moving but if i if i take from even more zoom out perspective and i see the material world and spiritual world i am still in the material world even if i go to the planet of brahma i am still stationary i have not moved and therefore it is said um uh what is that let me see one who does not use his legs to go to the places of pilgrimage a temple of krishna his legs are like tree the trunks of a tree where is that um ah 2322 barhayit barhayite te nayane naranam lingani vishnor na nirikshato ye padau nirnamtau drumajanma bhajau 
क्षेत्राणि नानु व्रजतो हरेर्यौ the eyes which do not look at the symbolic representations of the personality of godhead vishnu that means his his forms name quality etc the eyes which don't look at krishna are like those printed on the plumes of the peacock the peacock feather has an eye shape but the eye cannot see is just a decoration and the legs which do not move to the holy places where the lord is remembered is considered to be like tree trunks now tree trunks cannot move they are stationary sthavara so a person who is not going to a temple where the lord is remembered uh, his legs are like compared to the tree trunks because he is stationary although he may be moving going here and there but he is stationary because he is not moving to the spiritual world he is within this material world so from different perspectives we see it as different stationary or moving or stationary you know so like that you know we have to understand that our cognition is to be is relative hmm. krishna has full knowledge of everything everywhere and therefore there are no hindrances in his to his cognition he can have knowledge merely by glancing over an object even doesn't need to even glance he doesn't need to even glance he can know by ears he can see by tongue he can see by skin he can see what is that sakalendriya vrittimanti yasendriya sakalendriya vrittim all his senses uh, can act as any other sense so he can have knowledge merely by glancing over an object whereas innumerable impediments block the cognition of ordinary living beings the cognition of the living beings has three divisions direct knowledge indirect knowledge and perverted knowledge sense perception of material objects by the mundane senses such as the eye ear nose and hand always produces definitely perverted knowledge hmm <laughs> this illusion is a presentation of the material energy which is influenced by the samvich shakti in a perverted manner negative cognition of an object beyond the reach of sense perception is the way of indirect knowledge which is not altogether imperfect but which produces only fragmentary knowledge in the form of impersonal spiritual realization and monism what is this negative cognition negative cognition means neti neti like we have seen material activities we have seen the material world we have seen material form we have seen material names we have seen material sound touch everything now to define spiritual as non material that means stripping the spiritual truth of all variegatedness equating such variegatedness with material variegatedness and therefore negating every attribute every aspect of variegatedness from spiritual reality that is a negative cognition that means the mayavadis the impersonalists impersonalist means they understand god as something impersonal not a person okay so they understand especially when one has become perfect impersonalist <laughs> that itself is an imperfection impersonalist um, platform but you know, if one has become actually a you know brahman realized person or a you know person who has desisted from material life now he understands that this is all relative everything in this world is relative so he his definition of absolute truth means oh if in this world there is form okay absolute truth should not have form it should 
not have anything that is there in the material world that is the definition so it is not it does not have form oh in this material world everything has a name that means absolute truth does not have a name it is nameless it is formless it is this it is that less everything less so this is called without neti 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 not this not this not this but what it actually is they don't know this is called negative cognition it is partial cognition yes the absolute truth has no material form he has no material name he has no nothing of these sorts but he has spiritual name he has spiritual form he has everything spiritual variegatedness otherwise where did the material, material variegatedness even come from janmadhyasya yataha vedanta sutra second aphorism says ved uh, janmadhyasya yataha this absolute truth is that from which everything else emanated from so if form like, so whatever is here has come from the absolute truth so if here is form how can the absolute truth which is the origin of everything has no form it doesn't even make common sense so in that way we have to understand that um indirect knowledge indirect knowledge means we cannot immediately perceive the absolute truth but we can have a sense but it only gives partial understanding it only under- makes us understand not even makes us understand it just gives us an indication that absolute truth has nothing to do with this material forms and names but what actually his spiritual form is we cannot understand therefore that is called that's why it is said here and so direct uh sorry sense perception of material objects by the mundane senses such as the eye ear nose and hand always produces definitely perverted knowledge definitely perverted knowledge this illusion is a presentation of the material energy which is influenced by the samvit shakti in a perverted manner negative cognition so material just perceiving material objects that is um perverted uh what is that perverted what is the word used here a uh, perverted influence of samvit shakti then the same samvit shakti when one is a little bit more advanced uh, he gives up contemplating the objects of the senses and then he is empowered with with negative cognition and he becomes a impersonalist see of an object beyond the reach of sense perception is the way of indirect knowledge which is not altogether imperfect this is called anumana by in- inference um is not altogether well which is not altogether imperfect but which produces only fragmentary knowledge in the form of impersonal spiritual realization and monism but when the samvit factor of cognition is enlightened by the hladani potency of the same internal energy they work together and only thus can one attain knowledge of the personality of godhead the samvit shakti should be maintained in that state material knowledge and indirect spiritual knowledge are byproducts of the samvit shakti so material knowledge and indirect spiritual knowledge are also byproducts of samvit shakti but partial or perverted realizations of samvit shakti whereas and actually bhaktivinoda thakur has written a beautiful song vidyar vilase katainu kana um, so there in that song he has said that jada vidya tare mayar vaibhav Uh, the so called material knowledge is maya paharta gyan in bhagavad gita also it is said um, the so called educated materialists are actually um, their knowledge is stolen by illusion they think they are knowledgeable but actually it's perverted knowledge of the samvit shakti 
therefore they have very perverted knowledge of everything even of the material world that they examine they do not understand the material world in its true perspective and therefore everything they have is imperfect knowledge perverted reflection of samvit shakti and then the impersonalists they are having negative cognition that is also partial representation of samvit shakti it only gives us the knowledge that yes absolute truth is uh, distinct from material forms and everything else but there's no positive knowledge of the spiritual existence then here it is said once but when the samvit factor of cognition is enlightened by the hladani potency of the same internal energy they work together and only thus can one attain knowledge of the personality of godhead samvit shakti should be maintained in that state that means that samvit shakti must be uh, in conjunction with devotional service then we can understand therefore and we can understand krishna and you know spiritual truth without devotional service we cannot understand this श्री भगवाच ज्ञान परम गुह्यम मे यद्ञानसमन्वितम सरहस्यम तदंगम च गृहाण गया द पर्सनालिटी गॉड इट सेट नॉलेज अबाउट मी एज डिस्क्राइब इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स इज वेरी कॉन्फिडेंशियल एंड इट हैज टू बी रियलाइज इन कंजंक्शन विद डिवोशनल सर्विस द नेसेसरी पैराफेनलिया फॉर दैट प्रोसेस इज बींग एक्सप्लेन बाय मी यू मे टेक इट अप केयरफुली सो यू सी नॉलेज कैन बी रियलाइज दिस कॉन्फिडेंशियल नॉलेज ऑफ कृष्णा can be realized in conjunction with devotional service that means the samvit shakti must be together coupled with haladini shakti devotional service another another place it stated is 1212 tat shraddha dhana munayo gyana vairagya yuktaya pashyanti atmani chatmanam bhaktya shruta grihitaya the seriously inquisitive student or sage well equipped with knowledge and detachment realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what what he has heard from the vedanta shruti see the absolute truth is realized by rendering devotional service again so in many ways it is said that samvit shakti samvit shakti should be maintained in that state it should not be manifested as negative cognition only or even worse perverted cognition डायरेक्ट नॉलेज प्रेमांजन छुरीत भक्ति विलोचन सत सदव हृदय विलोकयतीम सुंदरम अचिंत गुणस्वूप गोविंदमादिपुरषंतम भजामी सो डिवोटीज हेव डायरेक्ट नॉलेज डायरेक्ट नॉलेज दिस सीइंग इज बिलीविंग अवर सेंसेस हियर इट इज हियर इनफैक्ट दिस सो कॉल सीइंग और परसेप्शन विद अवर सेंसेस इज क्लासिफाइड एज पर्वर्टेड नॉलेज then negative cognition is you know indirect knowledge and then direct knowledge is when one actually engages in devotional service and then one can santa sadaiva hridayeshu vilokayanti he constantly sees shyamsundar krishna when you see krishna you all automatically see everything else in its cor- correct perspective so uh, not only in correct perspective and you see everything properly you see so therefore uh, that is direct knowledge direct knowledge directly from krishna material knowledge and indirect spiritual knowledge are by products of the samvit shakti 
see how sandhani shakti we have understood now some which shakti we are understanding hladene rasara prema prema sara bhav bhavera parama kashtha nam mahabhav so this is very nicely explained this is now hladene shakti hladene rasara prema prema sara bhav bhavera parama kashtha nam mahabhav so in bhav okay let's read the translation the essence of the hladene potency is love of god the essence of love of god is emotion bhava and the ultimate development of emotion is mahabhava and actually this mahabhava is only manifested or displayed by only two persons one is shrimati radharani and other one is lord chaitanya mahaprabhu that's it there's <laughs> nobody else uh, mahabhava is only by radharani and of course chaitanya mahaprabhu radha bhava dyuti suvalitam so that's why this today's verse um, that fifth verse of chaitanya charitamrita राधा भाव द्युति सुवलित नवमी कृष्ण स्वरूप सो दिस राधा भाव वॉट इज हर भाव महाभाव वॉट इज दट महाभाव भावेर परम काष्ठा द हाइएस्ट लिमिट दट सॉन्ग इज देर नो वॉट इज दट यदि गौर न हो तो तबे की हो तो केमोन धरी तम दे राधार महिमा प्रेमा रसा सीमा जगते जान तो के सो राधार महिमा प्रेमा रसा सीमा द अल्टिमेट लिमिट परमा काष्ठा द हाइएस्ट लिमिट ऑफ प्रेमा हलादनीर सार प्रेम प्रेम सार भाव भावेर परमा काष्ठा नाम महाभाव द हाइएस्ट लिमिट इज कॉल्ड महाभाव <clears throat> purport the product of the haladini shakti is love of godhead which has two divisions namely pure love of godhead and adulterated love of godhead now again um full haladini shakti and part in part haladini shakti only when the haladini shakti emanates from shri krishna and is bestowed upon the living and living being to attract him does the living being become a pure lover of god you see for one to become a pure lover of god the hladini shakti has to emanate from shri krishna and is to be bestowed upon the living entity to attract him so it is a blessing of krishna it's not something we can achieve on our own no we need krishna's blessing actually nothing we can achieve on our own even materially speaking but when the same hladini shakti is adulterated by the external material energy and emanates from the living living being it does not attract krishna on the contrary the living being becomes attracted by the glamour of the material energy at that time instead of becoming mad with the love of godhead the living being becomes mad after material sense enjoyment and because of his association with the qualitative modes of material nature he is captivated by its interactions of distressful unhappy feelings so the hladini potency which is actually the pleasure giving potency gives what distressful unhappy feelings because of its perverted uh, expression in the material world when we try to be happy without krishna then it does not attract krishna then what happens we become 
um, distressful. We we don't become happy. We become distressed. We become unhappy. See. महाभावस्वूपाश्रे राधा ठाकुराणी सर्वगुण खनी कृष्ण कांता शिरोमणि सो महाभावस्वरूप श्री राधा ठाकुराणी जी श्री राधा ठाकुराणी इज द एम्बॉडमेंट ऑफ महाभाव शी इज रिपोजिटरी ऑफ ऑल गुड क्वालिटीज एंड द क्रेस्ट ज्वेल अमंग ऑल द लवली कॉन्सॉर्ट्स ऑफ लॉर्ड कृष्ण पर्पोर्ट the unadulterated action of the haladini shakti is displayed in the dealings of the damsels of raja and shrimati radharani who is the topmost participant in the transcendental group the essence of the haladini shakti is love of godhead and the essence of love of godhead is bhava or transcendental sentiment and the highest pitch of that bhava is called mahabhava shrimati radharani is the personified embodiment of these three aspects of transcendental consciousness she is there for the highest principle in love of godhead and the, and is a supreme lovable object of shri krishna hmm tayorapyubhayor madhye radhika sarvathadhika mahabhavasvarupeyam gunair ativariyasi wow tayorapyubhayor madhye radhika sarvathadhika चंद्रावली Shrimati Radharani is superior in all respects. She is the embodiment of Mahabhava, Mahabhava Swarupeyam, and she surpasses all in good qualities. This is a quotation from Sri Rupa Goswami Sujjal Nilamani Radha Prakaran Three. Krishna Prema Bhavita Jar Chittendriya Kai Krishna Nija Shakti Radha Krida Rasahai. her mind senses and body are steeped in love for krishna she is krishna's own energy and she helps him in his pastimes purport shrimati radharani is as fully spiritual as krishna no one should consider her to be material she is definitely not like the conditioned souls who have material bodies gross and subtle covered by material senses she is all spiritual and both her body and her mind are of the same spiritual embodiment because her body is spiritual her senses are also spiritual thus her body mind and senses fully shine in love of krishna she is the personified haladini shakti the pleasure giving energy of the lord's internal potency and therefore she is the only source of enjoyment for shri krishna shri krishna cannot enjoy anything that is internally different from him Therefore Radha and Shri Krishna are identical. The sandhini portion of Shri Krishna's internal potency has manifested the all attractive form of Shri Krishna and the same internal energy in the haladini feature has presented Shrimati Radharani who is the attraction for the all attractive. The all attractive is Krishna and she is the attraction for the all attractive. No one can match Shrimati Radharani in the transcendental pastimes of Shri Krishna. 
ஆனந்தச்சிமயரசிவாவிஸ்தாஜூபோலோக நிவசத்தியிலாத்மூத்தோவிந்தமாஷம் தமஹம் பஜாமி ஐ வர்ஷிப் கோவிந்த பிரைமிவல் லார்ட் ஹூ ரிசைட்ஸ் இன் ஹிஸ் ஓன் ரெல்ம் கோலோக வித் ராதா who resembles who resembles his own spiritual figure and who embodies the ecstatic the ecstatic potency haladini their companions are her confidants who embody extensions of her bodily form and who are imbued and permeated with ever blissful spiritual rasa this text is from brahma samhita 5.37 now here he says now please listen to how lord krishna's consorts help him taste rasa and how they help in his past time so i think this we will carry forward to the next class next saturday so so we have only been able to do about how many 18 verses today okay that's still progress <laughs> is a very um, enormous subject matter um, very very technical and very very um, actually beyond our reach but by the mercy of krishna das kavraj goswami and shri prabhupada's explanation we are able to at least appreciate a little little little, little droplet of it okay so i think i will end it here with 72nd verse and take any questions that are here i think in the beginning some were saying i think who is that dheeraj saying nice background change and uh, this setting is nice manaj akshamadi <laughs> actually i got some table and uh, changing a bit of the position yeah it's not still final but it will look something like this from now on something I mean, hopefully i mean <laughs> yeah so questions dheeraj question hari hari krishna prabhu ji please accept my humble obeisances please accept mine too i am very curious to know that how you and also his grace sundagopal prabhu one second okay how you and also his grace nagopal prabhu knows thousands of shlokas not only that but also knows that which shloka is situated where along with its references i am totally bewildered while you quote many verses from various scriptures can you please reveal to us your secret of remembering shlokas and also its references <laughs> actually i totally um, attribute this to the training of uh, sundagopal prabhu his grace sundagopal prabhu because he used to quote always um so how it started was he used to quote the shlokas he used to always quote the sanskrit of the shlokas before now he has changed his he, he always remembers the numbers now which chapter which verse and like that before he used to remember shlokas at that time when i joined there was no this kind of screen presentation there was just you know on the on the board we used to write with a chalk or with a, actually a marker uh, the shloka in good handwriting legible handwriting and then in that way everybody would chant the shloka that we are the class is on um 
and that's it there's no regular is um showing of the verses in this in this way um then somewhere in the year if i'm not wrong 2010 or 11 that's when uh, prabhu started showing the shlokas on the screen actually it started with just the verse of suppose today's topic is maybe bhagavad gita chapter 5 text 11 so only that verse was shown on the screen instead of a board so because it's easier to easier than writing it's just connecting the laptop and then showing but then uh as he was quoting when he was giving when he was lecturing i was in the audience with a laptop so every time he quotes something i have to so prabhu used to ask me to take it up on the screen so before that of course before when all the screen came in the, into the picture when i joined that time there was no screen so he used to quote verses and we used to note down in our in, we used to maintain a book um we noted down uh, the verses that he was quoting and then we go back and memorize those verses memorize those verses and while memorizing suppose um you know dehi nosmin yatha dehe kaumaram yovanam jara along with the verse the number also we used to memorize 2.2.13 and the verse itself so both together always together then it helped later on when prabhu wanted me to take out the verses on the screen because while speaking to take out the verses like this requires a lot of practice because otherwise it it interrupts your flow of thought you know to actually do two things at a time and also live stream at the same time and you know it's a bit <laughs> now we've gotten a little bit used to it but while speaking and and it is not these are not planned lectures you see so just um you know whatever we realized whatever we heard before whatever we remember we're just bringing out all those things so um at that point whatever thought comes whatever verse comes we have to take out so previously it was not like this so prabhu used to speak and i used to be the one in the audience connecting to the screen in the in the class we do not do live stream at those time, in those years live stream only started like 4 years ago or something like that 3 4 years ago so before that it was just in the temple room itself so i used to take out the verses so to be fast when he is quoting a sanskrit to immediately take out the verse on the screen if i type i used to use the veda base i mean even now you know the veda base software and i used to if i type the word and if there is a spe- spelling mistake in the word i will not be able to take out the and it will be slower to type that many characters to take out a verse on the screen so uh, what i used to do when he says janma karma chame divyam evam yovati tatvata i just type 4.9 enter that that's it the verse is on the screen so to be fast and snappy when he was quoting i used to uh, quote the numbers now later on he used to do uh, webinars like this um like a private zoom kind of call we used to use other software called any meeting and some other unknown softwares which are now no more there so we used to use that at one point of time and he wanted to connect like that with devotees now he's still doing you know so um while he was doing that i was taking out the verses from my laptop i used to join the class and i used to share my screen while he was talking and when he quotes something i used to bring out the verse from here sitting in the same room 
and eventually i had to go out for book distribution or you know fundraising or festival organizing something i was sometimes was not there while he had to do the lecture and then in the at those times he had to um, come up by himself he has to speak and he has to take out verses by himself uh then it was a bit slow because he was writing the full name like janma karma chamedi he would write j a n m a and if something is if if he writes j a m n a then it will not come out so if there is spelling mistake they will, it will not come out so it was taking very long for him i mean very slow it, the pace of the class used to be become very very slow because of that and then i told him okay why not you do the numbers so then he ha- he started remembering the numbers of those verses so eventually it became much easier for him to take out the verse on the screen with numbers and all the way he was just using numbers now and now also he he remembers like that with numbers so again <laughs> that took me a while to just nem- remember numbers without remembering the sanskrit that is difficult for me but now it i'm getting used to it but it's always good to know the sanskrit and the numbers um then it's you will know the verse itself the sanskrit and also the number so that you can e- immediately take out the reference if you want to show somebody so um to give classes i mean like this with display on here i have to know the numbers then it's easier for me to take out if i type or oh, search field and then i type one by one the word it will be slow and sometimes i have to do that when i don't remember the number and then it becomes slow right so it's kind of a necessity and it evolved over time and that's how we have um, you know we we tend to remember like that and the thing is there is a when you learn exactly where the verse is if you know the before and after of that verse like what verses were before that verse and what verses come after this verse then you know the context in which that is quoted then that will give you additional maybe it's part of a story maybe it's a uh, part of a series of prayers of somebody like kunti devi or you know prahlad maharaj or bhishma dev or gajendra or indra or brahma like that so you get a, a wider context of what is being said and to connect different verses on the same topic from different places well that happens when we learn the sanskrit words you know when this word is used here oh that the same word or it's uh, what is that called uh, variation is used here and there and here and there so in this way we connect and sometimes by remembering the topics like about um soul and body for example second chapter we know like roughly where that topic is in bhagavad gita in second chapter you see so to know what kind of topic is <clears throat> discussed where in like three modes of material nature 14 chapter 17 chapter and 18 chapter so you have to have a rough idea of where everything is um then you will know where to look for you see so that uh, broad context you should have then it will be easier so these are some of the techniques i mean when we learn verses and all these things um the main thing the main way i learned verses is by sitting in a class and noting down the verses and memorizing them and eventually that led to reading from Prabhupada, reading prabhupada's books and learning from them but mostly it has been through the classes but you can also do the same with reading and reading and remembering those verses okay this is good and then revising them if you don't revise if you don't quote it often you can learn a verse but then if you don't quote it often you will forget and you'll forget the reference numbers and everything you'll forget so the main thing is to understand 
and uh, rem um, remember the verse memorize it and use it as often as possible you know and if you don't get an opportunity to use it use it with yourself like sometimes you don't have to actually preach to a person to actually use something no when you're you know as you're going as you're walking you know when you're seeing something you know you can you can relate it with some verse in the scripture and you can chant that verse and if you don't remember a hey, what was the third line in that second word okay okay let me look up that verse okay then you revise okay so everything if you you know everything that we see everything that we come across or any situation that we experience we go through in life and when there are similar kinds of references from shastra okay how we should take these situations so you know hey, yeah krishna said actually we have to tolerate the miseries of distress and happiness um i mean tolerate the situations of distress and happiness just like winter and summer seasons okay that is what is the verse ah second chapter 14th verse so like that we remember ah what was that verse ah this is shitoshna sukha dukkada oh that shita ushna or oh, what is that winter and summer so ah matra sparshastu kaunteya shitoshna sukha dukkada agamapayino nityastam stitikshas swabharata oh i have to tolerate this okay fine so it gives us perspective so we have to always connect everything back to the knowledge that we are receiving see attending these classes or reading prabhupada's books is not just an activity meant for that particular time when you are sitting there in the class or reading that book it is to be applied everywhere so whatever we learn in order to retain that knowledge in order to expand our understanding of that knowledge we have to always apply apply everywhere but always see everything in krishna's you know from the perspective of the shastras and you know we we gain uh, when we repeat that then when we are actually preaching to another person we can confidently repeat that verse otherwise even if we memorize if we don't use it regularly even with ourselves then what happens is when we are actually preaching the verses won't come out mm. so all these are techniques so in the association of devotees and devotees who are you know enthusiastic about learning the scripture the shastra we also gain such it's it's actually infectious when you are with devotees who are i actually um, totally attribute my so called memorizing of shlokas to sundagopal prabhu's association because because i am in his association it was infectious that you know when i see him quoting like that i was like wow this is like so nice then it also you know enthuses i become enthused to learn like that so that's why we have to keep you know um such company which can help us become enthusiastic in such learning i know that was a long answer but i hope that was helpful <laughs> okay next question from bhakta virendra what is difference between vipra pandit brahmana and priest all this is actually defined in the manu samhita also and the ritvik and all these things these are all in the second chapter of manu samhita but uh, what is that jan uh, what is that जन्मना जायत शूद्र संस्कारा भवेद्विज वेदपाठाद्भवेद्विप्र ब्रह्म जानाती ब्राह्मण एंड हू इज कृष्णज वोडी इज वैष्णव सो डिफरेंट स्टेजेस ऑफ प्यूरीफिकेशन सो फर्स्ट ऑफ आल एवरीबडी इज बॉर्न अ शूद्र एंड देन विथ संस्कार विथ प्यूरीफिकेटरी राइट्स देन ही बिकम्स अ द्विज वेन ही एस्पेशली बिकम्स अ स्टूडेंट ऑफ वैदिक स्टडीज अंडर द गाइडेंस ऑफ स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर देन ही इज अ द्विज प्राइज बॉर्न when he actually studies vedas and becomes well versed then he becomes vipra veda paathat bhavet vipra brahma janati ti brahman one who becomes um what is that 
conversant with spiritual science then he is a brahmana brahmana is not by birth who is actually brahma janati ti brahmana one who actually knows spiritual science he is brahmana and in spiritual science also there is division brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavan ti shabdyate unless one comes to the bhagavan platform he is not he is still imperfect and one who reached that stage he is called vaishnava that's why he is above even a common brahmana so in this way and uh, the, the priest is one who actually ritvik means one who does ceremony on somebody else's behalf now that is stated in manusamhita actually second chapter 143rd verse of manusamhita manusmriti okay next question by bhakta virendra samvit sandhini and ladini shakti are part of the internal energy and they function only in spiritual world yes but they also have their counterparts or partial expansions in the material world um which we have read in the in the I mean the last few verses that we have read, how these shaktis are manifested pervert in a perverted manner in the material world, sandhini samvitan haladini. Um, Bhakta Virendra again. Other than Lord Krishna, his pure devotees, previous acharyas, saints, twelve mahajans, and spiritual master are eligible to present the actual spiritual truth to mankind. Sorry. Other than Lord Krishna, his pure devotees, previous acharyas, saints. 12 mahajans and spiritual master eligible to present the actual spiritual knowledge to mankind am i right whoever is a pure devotee of krishna yes he can saints when we say saint saint is actually a pure devotee other people they may wear the dress of a saint but a saint actually means santa in fact the english word saint come from the word santa so it is actually a devotee only a devotee is saintly non devotee does not have any good qualities harava bhakta sakuto mahat guna no good qualities of non devotee does not possess so even if he is a brahman realized if he is a non devotee then he has no good qualities so good qualities only exist in saints who are devotees yasyasti bhaktir bhagavatya kinchana sarvair guna estatra samasate suraha next yeah so lord krishna and his pure devotees yes they can give us perfect knowledge next question by dhiraj do a liberated person comes under the internal potency of krishna yes of course mahatmanas to maam partha daivim prakriti maashrita bhagavad gita 913 so next time you since you ask this question next time for every class you put a notebook you keep a notebook and every verse that has been quoted don't just say wow prabhu nice that verse was nice no no Co- write it down <laughs> and memorize that verse even if you don't have the books now everything is online you can go to prabhupadbooks.com or vedabase.io for you know um, cantos that are in 11 12 and all that so in this way i mean um, you can you know or you can have the pocket vedas app like i am doing here on the screen on my ipad so i mean so you can learn all these verses so note down and then revise then next um yeah first of all this verse mahatmanastu maam partha daivim prakriti maashrita bhajanti ananya manaso gyatva bhuta dimavyayam o son of pritha those who are not deluded the great souls are under the protection of the divine nature they are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the supreme personality of godhead original and inexhaustible they are always under the protection of divine nature this is yoga maya or internal energy 
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन में भक्त वीरेंद्र वाई शुड गरुड़ पुराण नॉट बी रेड इट इज ओनली रेड वेन वन एक्सपायर्स इट इज नॉट इट नॉट बी रेड इट कैन बी रेड बट फर्स्ट रीड प्रभुपास बुक्स एंड इफ यू कैन लाइक नाइसली रीड प्रभुपास बुक्स एंड हैव कंप्लीटली एसिमुलेटेड द नॉलेज एंड यू कैन ऑलवेज ग्रेजुएट टू गरुड़ पुराण नो नो वट इज स्टॉपिंग यू बट आई मीन वी हैव ऑल द इन्फॉर्मेशन इन द I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, there are also verses in the from quoted from Garuda Puran in our books also. But you know, let's read Prabhupada's books properly first. That's why there is this verse, no? Bahu Granta Kalabhyaasa Vyakhyana Varjibo. What is that? Sorry, Madhya twenty-two, hundred eighteenth verse. बहुग्रंथ कलाभ्यास व्याख्यान वर्जिब फोर्टीन वट इज दिस वन शुड नॉट पार्शली स्टडी मेनी स्क्रिप्चर्स जस्ट टू बी एबल टू गिव रेफरेंसेस एंड एक्सपैंड एक्सप्लेनेशंस एंड इन द पर्पोर्ट प्रभुपाद एक्सप्लेन्स वन शुड नॉट पार्शली स्टडी अ बुक जस्ट टू पोज वन सेल्फ एज अ ग्रेट स्कॉलर बाय बीइंग एबल टू रेफर टू स्क्रिप्चर्स इन आवर कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस मूवमेंट वी हैव देयर फॉर लिमिटेड आवर स्टडी टू द वैदिक लिटरेचर्स सॉरी आवर स्टडी ऑफ द वैदिक लिटरेचर्स टू द भगवदगीता श्रीमद भागवतम चैतन्य चरितामृता एंड भक्ति रसामृत सिंधु दीज फोर वर्क्स आर सफिशेंट फॉर प्रीचिंग पर्पसेस दे आर एडिकुएट फॉर द अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ द फिलोसफी एंड द स्प्रेडिंग ऑफ मिशनरी एक्टिविटीज ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड इफ वन स्टडीज अ पर्टिकुलर बुक ही मस्ट डू सो थरली दैट इज द प्रिंसिपल बट स्टडली स्टडिंग बाई थरली स्टडिंग लिमिटेड नंबर ऑफ बुक्स वन कैन अंडरस्टैंड द फिलोसफी एक्चुअली ऑनेस्टली टेलिंग यू ऑल दो आई हैव वंस रेड ऑल ऑफ शिल प्रभुपाज बुक्स नाउ दैट आई एम लुकिंग एट दम ऑल दीज वर्सेज आई मीन I haven't noted any of them. I mean, and the applications of each of these verses is immense knowledge to be uh, studied. I mean, you see, this this word is very important. If one studies a particular book, he must do so thoroughly. You know what is thoroughly? Thoroughly means not just okay. I have read it like you say, Bhagavad Gita. I have read eight times, nine times. Thoroughly means anything from anywhere. You should be able to quote, like Dhiraj Prabhu asked. how do you quote all these things from various now actually even i i have uh, complete uh, I, i don't think myself to have a very good understanding of where is what actually honestly i'm telling you i'm not simply trying to be humble or what actually i do not know many things where they are in the different parts of bhagavatam and bhagavad gita many things i don't know myself so i'm still in the learning process i mean so whatever i have learned so far i'm sharing but There's still so much more to learn, and in the verse, in the purports of Shri Prabhupada, there are so many verses quoted from various different, you know, sources. All these are, and even the verses themselves. I mean, the main verses themselves. I don't know so many of them. Uh, is I have honestly, I have no complete like a map, like what is the, where is what. I don't have a little bit. I have very little, very very little, and that itself may look a lot like, I mean, look like a lot to you. but actually it's not much so thoroughly means like you know and each time we read we get so much newer and newer um, understandings of course it's not that we cannot touch any other book no we, i mean we can but why not first study properly our prabhupada's books and then let's see <laughs> by the time our life will be finished already you know next bhakta virendra 
a person who performs bhakti by remaining single staying home and not joining temple since he is doing job is it okay well whatever it is uh, you i know this is your position um try to associate with devotees because without association of devotees we cannot really progress much you know honestly and of course you have family your parents are there and all that fine any you you carry forward but and now you're associating with devotees in this way something you know more and more we associate with devotees the more and more we become better in our devotional service next bhakta virendra is it sandhani karma activities samvid gyan knowledge and ladani bhakti devotion sandhani is not activities is existential potency existence of everything is sandhani samvid means knowledge and ladani means devotion i mean ladani means actually pleasure all all are uh, in devotion only i mean all in um, internal potency only same hmm. what else there is a mm-hmm. there is a question okay by bhakta virendra again where the gopis of vrindavan affected when demons attacked krishna and vrindavan or oh, were the gopis of vrindavan affected when demons attacked krishna and vrindavan well you know whether it happened or whether they were affected or not first of all we are affected by maya you know let's let's chant properly and you know <laughs> whether gopis are affected or not how how does it matter to us now I am not an expert to understand the gopis of Vrindavan. We have we know some things that okay the the Madhayashoda was affected she was overtaken by fear and everything. I mean that much is revealed. I don't know much more about Vrindavan. I'm nobody to talk on the subject. Next question by Bhakta Virendra. Why in Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna says amongst months I am Margashirsha. However Vaishnavas considered Kartik month to be auspicious as is the month of Radharani. Please clarify. Magashesha actually comes when I forgot. Magal, I I'm completely unaware of where where the months are actually. <laughs> so anyway, uh, whether it's Magashesha or Kartik, must be of course a reason why Krishna mentioned Magashesha. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I have to find out. Yeah, so there is this shloka learning course for uh, Dhiraj Prabhu who asked the question. Uh, so the link is there in the comment section, and there is another question which was deleted, but it is still here as I can see it by Kaka Singh. What happens when one does devotional service in those three modes? Do they go back to Godhead, and how does one eventually progress to pure devotional service? That's actually a good question. I don't know why you deleted, but <laughs> uh, so. Uh, you have already seen uh, the three devotional, I mean devotional service in the three modes, the separatists. 
how to progress do they go back to godhead no and uh, until we come to the platform of shuddha sattva we cannot go back to godhead and um, how to progress to pure devotional service well association of devotees and engagement in devotional service under their guidance and slowly slowly all the bad things all the anarthas unwanted things in our heart become cleansed and then we will be benedicted with pure devotional service so it takes uh, it's a quite a journey but um, it all happens with the association of devotees that's why it is said here shri chaitanya charitamrita madhya lila chapter 22 text 83 see krishna bhakti janma mula hoy sadhu sanga krishna prema janmete ho punah mukhya anga the root cause of devotional service to lord krishna is association with advanced devotees even when one's dormant love for krishna awakens one association with devotees is still most essential association of devotees sadhu sanga sadhu sanga sarva sarva shastra koy lava matra sadhu sanga sarva siddhi hoy so sadhu sanga is the answer how to progress to pure devotional service virendra says december margasishtam okay why december wow that's interesting i don't know <laughs> i don't know hmm. there must be a reason i just don't know why it is considered the best of seasons probably the weather is very pleasant i don't know but in india it's chilling winter at that time so Vendra says to read Prabhupada books and enti- in, in in their entirety it takes at least 40 years. Yeah so you have enough work on your hands. <laughs> okay I think that's the end of uh, is that the end? Dheeraj Prabhu saying Prabhu ji I'll surely do it thanks a lot for your guidance. Well, that's very good. Um Thank you very much. Thank you for attending. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna ki jai. Shri Shri Prabhupada ki jai. Anantakodi Vaishnavrind ki jai. Nithai Gaur Premanande. Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna.